Salutations, my friends, and thank you for tuning in to another edition of Factions of Freedom. I'm your host, Noizera, Freedom Faction, whichever one you prefer, and I have titled this episode, Destabilized Days, Jab Journals, and Assault on Freedom. Why, you may ask? <laughs> oh my good golly God. Well, we've got, apparently, gas shortages taking place across the nation, thanks to Biden's shutdown of the Colonial Pipeline, as well as so many now-documented adverse C-19 injections that we've just got to play the clips for you. It's incredible. On top of that, you got Pfizer expanding their experimental jabs to children as young as 12. That's horrible. We've also got 120 American generals saying that the U.S. will not survive Biden's assault on our Constitution. A follow-up to 150,000 signing a letter in France, a warning of civil war. That's right, my friends. Destabilization is on our horizon. But first, let's go ahead and rip the band-aid off go ahead and keep you guys up to date with what's happened. Another salvo has been launched against your lovable host. Another attack has been targeted against us. What I'm trying to say is we have lost our Patreon. That's right. Tuesday, I basically woke up to Patreon saying, you're not allowed here. You violate our community guidelines. We're going to have to let you go. Just like that. Just like that. So, basically, like, within a month, (laughs) we've been devastated. It feels like over 80% of our total operation has sustained heavy damage. And at this point, we're operating on critical infrastructure. (laughs) Oh yeah, I'm I'm trying not to lose my mind, and I'm trying not to lose my cool. But we do the best we can. Yeah, uh, this week we found out that patreon.com forward slash freedom faction is no longer there. We have to change up the configuration. We're still going to be having our bi-weekly exclusive members meetings. they did us a courtesy and left us a left us a, a list of all of our members, so we can still hopefully be able to communicate with them. Uh, but as it stands, some of the only outposts of factions of freedom are FedBook, Telegram, as well as the podcast. Like I said, 80% of our overall operation has sustained critical damage, heavy damage. We are operating off of our critical infrastructure at this point. <laughs> My God. <laughs> uh, we will do the best we can. We truly will. 
of a very information-packed episode for you guys. I know that's what we're all here for, is the information. And I try to provide that. Uh, and it'll be another, it'll be, it'll, it'll be kind of like another grab bag type episode. Because we did do a lot of posting on social media. I'll talk more about that after this song ends. That being said, let's start the show. This is season 11, episode 15. Yeah, man. So I'm going to just go ahead and shoot you guys straight. Um, the will to do the show, ha- not, not necessarily the show, the will to do social media has been severely depleted. You've heard me express some of my frustrations with fan base. Uh, and and as, as useful as Telegram is, it serves its own purpose. I'm kind of done. I'm frustrated, pissed. Excuse my language. But that is not the attitude. That is the attitude of a quitter and a hater, McGee. And I can't be that. You know, a lot of, a lot of, if you go back and you listen to the minicast, we did the final minicast of 2020, you hear me tell you guys that I'm very grateful for all that you've allowed me to do. Thank you for teaching me 2020 in a quick review. And in that quick review, I give you guys your your credit, the importance of showing up every Tuesday and every Thursday for you guys to do this type of work, to put aside the nonsense and to get focused on the seriousness. They understand what's going on right now. Yeah, 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 yeah. Fauci's getting exposed. So is Gates. <laughs> It, it, it's also coming out, too, that some of these social media influencers got bought off, right? All that stuff's coming out. <laughs> you still need people like us to operate, and that's why they had to get rid of us. What you notice is that as the censorship continues, the tyranny expands, it intensifies. They cannot have voices of like our own communicating. You know, I had a, I had a weak moment this week as well. Whenever I found out the Patreon got taken, uh, I took care of all my business and I actually went to a bar. And uh, it was so crazy because I actually enjoyed myself. I was talking with uh, with brewmasters. I was talking with truckers. Uh, I was talking with a lot of people. But you know me. I'm always working. So I start talking with this trucker. I start saying, hey, you know, are you hearing, are you hearing anything about these gas shortages, about these food shortages? Uh, are you hearing anything about increased civil unrest like on your CB radio? This is seven one year old dude. He's still able to hang banging back beers like it's nothing. Uh, but, you know, he's telling me what he's getting. And I'll get into that later on when we talk more about that in, in, in the destabilized day section. Uh, but my point behind saying that that little quick segue into working with my local network. That's why this is so important at this point. What you guys are seeing is me describe things from my perspective in my own little corner of the world and at the same time trying to uh, break down and conceptualize the different steps I'm taking, again, to fight globalism locally. And, 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 and let me tell you, it's getting intense, which is all the more reason why we need to stay on the air. I'm not saying I have the solution. I'm not saying this is a solution, but I'm saying it's what I do. And in comparison to other people, I think that's what's, ne- that's what's necessary. In the marketplace of ideas, we need to see other people out there doing different things that inspire us, right? 
I'm always talking about Justin Harvey. If we are changed, he's out there basically waking up Florida about the vaccine situation. Y'all can thank him for not having vaccine passports for the amount of work that he's been doing. Jason Bastard of the Free Thought Project, right? Matt Agarist as well. Derek Bros of the Activist Post and the Last Vag- and the Last Vagabond. Even Lori Alexander of the Global Watchman News. Everybody has a role to play. And while they may not be doing it like we're doing it, it is important that you, the listening audience, gets that diverse experience. That was one of the main reasons why I did this, because I kept not hearing people talk about stuff that's important. And now I hear Joe Biden basically reading off of Agenda 21 and Agenda 2030. Oh, but you all see it now. And so it's, it's, it's imperative that we stay on the air as long as we can. And it frustrates me because you hear me go back and forth like, oh, you know, I see this as a good thing. You know, now I can spend time with my family. Now I can be more active in my community. And then you hear me become double-minded to where I say, oh, shucks. You know, we can't just give up the fight because there are still people that need that need to be woken up. There are still people who have no idea what's going on. There's still more ground to cover. There's still more uh, uh, more battles to incur. And it's just crazy. It's crazy because it's a massive gut punch, man. Several years worth of my life has just like gone like that. Uh, the sad part is, is I'm, is I'm waiting for them to take the podcast. I've got to hurry up and download all the episodes and then just put them on this external hard drive. I'm waiting for them to take the fed book. We have a backup YouTube, but you know, a whole lot of luck that does. I'm waiting for them to take the pay for the PayPal as well, you know, and it's, it's, it's just crazy. Because I now know what feeling good it feels like. Right? Like whenever I kill my chickens and I have to, you know, take out their organs and gut them. I call it cornhole in them. But whenever I, you know, take out all them organs, I know what that feels like now. And it's not a good feeling. I feel empty. I feel hollow. But at the same time, and this is this is this is this this is the the unburdening, right? At the same time of feeling hollow, I also feel light. I feel unburdened by having to carry around the mantle of freedom faction and stay in that outpost and stay at that post. I'm able to do so much more. So it is such a it's such a weird feeling, guys. And that's why you guys are kind of hearing me just 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 think on air and why you have to hear it. The double mindedness, uh, me wanting to stay in the fight, and at the same time, me saying I've done enough. But I don't think that's the case. I don't think anybody could ever do enough, especially whenever a lot of this stuff is just getting started. And I think that that, too, is another reason uh, why why they waited to the degree that they did to pull off what they did. They waited for, like I said, the vaccine and all these other things that we had talked about over these several years. They waited for us to get to this point, And then now that they've been pumped up to this degree they 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 got rid of us they made us disposable and so while they may see us as disposable we cannot give them that victory and walk away silently into the night if we are going to go into the night we got to run back there grab the boys make sure we got our toys so that when we run up on these people during the middle of the day they think twice about what they did you understand and I'm not sure what that's going to look like, politically speaking. <laughs> uh, uh, technologically speaking, politically speaking, I'm not quite sure what that's going to look like 
but that is most definitely the approach we're going to have to take. So it is a gut punch. It is a goring. It is a hollowing and a very sobering feeling, no doubt. But at the same time, as we've said time and time again, they wouldn't do this if we weren't on their tail. They wouldn't do this if we weren't right in some way, shape, or fashion. And so it is with a heavy heart that I say, unfortunately, we have lost our Patreon account. We have a subscribe star account, which is something similar. Uh, not really. I mean, it's like a, it's a, it's a, it's a subscription-based thing, but you know, it's not the same. Uh, with Patreon, you guys were able to get your own exclusive audio podcast feed, uh, your own content, music. It's not the same. So I'll put the link for the subscribe star in the in the description bar below. Shucks, who knows? I might just have to make a whole new Patreon. Uh, but you guys heard me talking about that earlier this week as well. We do not have another seven years to kind of build up the audience that we've built up. We don't. This is not a Trump administration. This is not an Obama administration. This is a Biden-Harris administration where you literally have Joe Biden telling reporters, I'm not supposed to answer your questions. Where you have people like Chelsea Clinton advocating for censorship where you have people like Hillary Clinton saying, you know what, we need to have government regulate social media. So this is not the same administration. We do not have another seven years to build up an operation like we've had. We've got to unfortunately take what we have, pick up, literally pick up the pieces and continue to move forward. That's what I'm saying. 80% of our operation has been devastated by these most recent attacks. And so with the remaining, with the remaining uh, percentage of the operation that is still functional, we have to build from there. And God, like I said, God only knows how that's going to look like. Politically speaking, technologically speaking, uh, social media speaking, I'm not quite sure how that's going to look. But that's the pathway forward we have to go. It's going to be very narrow. It's not going to be very comfortable. We're not going to have all the glitz and glamour like what we're used to. But you know what? We're going to have what we're familiar with and I'll try to do the best I can you see so uh, that is the situation that is the current state of affairs uh, with this operation and I'll be talking more about this with our exclusive members uh, literally tomorrow whenever we have our bi-weekly exclusive members meeting uh, but as Members of our public audience, it is imperative that you know th that these types of things are happening. So I can't say if you guys want to support this operation, go to patreon.com forward slash free faction. I can't say that, but I can say if you want to support this operation, you can go to subscribestar.com forward slash freedom faction. Just doesn't sound the same, does it? Doesn't. Anyway, let's go ahead and start kicking this pig. Let's start this off with a news blitz. So, uh, I, I feel like I should say this too, just real quick. I was told uh, last week that a lot of people, unfortunately, there were some tech, there were some audio issues that people couldn't hear things, that things were skipping around. Um, I'm hoping that we don't have that with this particular one. That might have been like a, a hardware issue instead of a software issue. I'm not sure because the software over here told us that we were doing perfectly fine the whole time. Uh, but I do know during the news blitz that we did a couple, like the, the, the midweek news blitz we did like two weeks ago, I know there were some issues on that on, on StreamYard and how it was linking up with our mixer. 
that might have been this, but hopefully we don't have that same issue here uh, with this transmission. I try to keep my fingers away from the knobs over here. <laughs> anyway, let's go ahead and start getting into the news. Uh, Gaza ground war imminent. Yes. There has been so much crazy stuff going on between the Israelis and the Palestinians. After this most recent attack, it is crazy. Uh, it, it's it's you've got you've you've got airstrikes, mortar strikes. You've got something that seems like it's out of a movie happening, like in these people's backyards. Like the clips that are coming out of Gaza right now are insane. Um, well, yeah, no, to, to to say the least, it is intense, and I'm sure we'll talk more about that with this little news blitz, like right here. Israel orders quote massive reinforcement of reserve troops to quell the riots. Ground forces amassed near Gaza. Yeah, it says on Thursday, Israeli troops have begun amassing at Gaza's border amid widespread rumors of preparations for a ground invasion. It comes also as violence between Jewish and Arab communities inside Israel ratcheted further overnight, taking the form of mob riots and attacks on either mosques or synagogues. That's crazy, dude. Crazy. Mob riots burning down mosques, burning down synagogues. And we have no idea what's even happening right here. It says overnight from Wednesday, Israeli media estimates that 150 rockets and mortar shells were fired from the Gaza Strip into Thursday, bringing the total fired since fighting began earlier this week to around 1,500 total rockets. Israel has in return continued to pound the densely packed Gaza Strip with airstrikes, with the death toll soaring to at least 83 Gazans killed including 17 children and an additional almost 500 wounded, according to Gaza's health ministry on Thursday. At least seven Israelis have died, including a five-year-old boy with dozens injured from inbound rockets. Good God, dude. This isn't crazy. This isn't crazy. This is crazy. But I can't help but think about how stuff like this, how does it go? Like one man dies, it's a tragedy, a thousand dies, it's a statistic. Stuff like this pales in comparison to what we're going to be getting into in the second segment. Like, we're, I, I'm not trying to diminish what's going on in Israel, on the Gaza Strip, and things like this. But what I'm also trying to say is uh, we are facing human-wide extinction right now, not just tribalism over land. Like, these vaccines, they don't discriminate. You get what I'm saying? So this is this is this is a shame uh, that you have eighty three Gazans killed, seventeen children, and, and hundreds wounded, and seven Israelis dying. But this is this in in comparison to everything else that's going on right now. This is the last thing we need. And you know, just last week we were talking again about how uh, lawlessness was being embraced, how the deterioration of law and order is creating and paving the way for this civil unrest in these destabilized days. And then sure enough, the following week, we're hearing about mortar strikes and air strikes and people dying, mosques being burned, mob riots, synagogues being torched. Let's see what else we can find in the signs of the time. New U.S. unemployment claims continues downward spiral says new filings for weekly unemployment benefits hits a new pandemic low in the United States last week. Government data showed on Thursday, bolstering the case that COVID-19 vaccines are allowing businesses to rehire. The Labor Department reported 473,000 new seasonally adjusted claims for jobless benefits made in the week of May. 
or made in the week ended May 8th, fewer than expected and 34,000 less than the previous week's upwardly revised level. People are not working. Not working. Well, whenever Joe Biden pays people to, uh, you know, stay at home, shucks, what do you think is going to happen? Check this out right here. Uh, this comes from Patriot Rising, just a headline. It says it took just a couple of days for madness to descend upon America once gas shortages began. I'm sure, I'm sure you've seen it. Uh, again, because I was having my pity party this week, I didn't really get around to posting a lot of the videos that I was seeing. I was seeing, you know, mile-long cars, uh, people literally lied, people putting up, putting gas inside of bags. They had to put out, like, a public alert for it. People putting gas inside of, like, uh, totes and then putting the gas inside of their cars. The shortage is, is getting really crazy. And, again, these are where the flash mobs come in. Remember, like, during the pandemic and the whole defund the police movement, we had reported on how what was it? How, 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 how truckers were saying they're not going to areas where they're having this defund the police movement because there's truck jackings happening, there's carjackings happening, robberies, and shipments aren't getting where they're, where they're going. That was during the pandemic. What happens whenever these gas shortages really start to spiral out of control? Just something to think about. This would be a really, really good time to go ahead and get storable goods guys i gotta i really have to let that be known we don't have like a quick clip or something we can play for you i'll put the link in the description bar below go to my patriot supply man you need to get yourself some we really hard we don't even make money off of it we get like 10 percent of whatever the hell it is you get it's really not worth it but at this point you need to get it at like i said before today's taste at today's rates before it's gone because some of, the good thing is some of these people at My Patriot Supply are running 2020 prices, not 2021 prices. All right? So when we're talking about inflation, shortages, and all this other stuff, that's going to affect the price of, of, of your goods. So go ahead and get storable goods now before they have to start jacking prices up to 2021 prices. Because inflation's happening. F uh, food shortages are happening. Food production is down. Uh, next year's crops have already been purchased this year. Get storable goods. It is not going to be a pretty picture, man. Again, you got folks on EBT. You got people on these on, on basically universal basic income, the, the, the stimulus checks, uh, not really paying attention to the economy, just expecting more from it. God only knows what that's going to do, man. So just, just just be prepared is all I can say. Right here, uh, Colonial Pipeline back up, but it will take several days to resupply. This comes from SHTF Plan. They put this up today, March 13th, or May 13th. It says the Colonial Pipeline is back up and running. It'll take several days to resupply those empty gas stations. But what's here to stay are the higher prices in fuel. Let me, let me pause real quick before I continue reading on. Because when I was talking with the trucker about this just the other night, I said, you know, is it a real shortage? Like, or do you think it's kind of like what happened in Texas with the ERCOT situation where they artificially shut off the power so they could jack up the prices?
extort the population. Do you think it's kind of like that? I think he's like, I think it's a little bit like that, but I also think it's an actual thing. It's going to cost more money to, to start things back up than to just let things go. And so, again, the higher gas prices are, 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 are a byproduct of that. Again, this is the socioeconomic reformation. And, and people think this is, of course, Biden as well. I have an article I'll read you guys here shortly about how the Michigan governor wants to shut down another pipeline. But let's just hear about how this one got thrown back on. This is important type of stuff. This is, again, like, like the, they're treating the economy and society like a light switch, acting like these quick and abrupt movements won't affect the socioeconomic landscape. Let me get into this. It says the Federal Reserve has been hiding the inflation in the energy sector, and this was either a planned event or a very convenient for the ruling class. This agenda is in full force, and Greg Marino calls it, quote, scapegoat economics, because we are not allowed to know that this is by design and done by the government to grab control and exhibit power over people. The gasoline shortages due to, the, due to this convenient cyber attack on the pipeline have hit the American South the hardest. States like North Carolina, Virginia, and Florida have issued emergency declarations this week as more than 1,000 gas stations in several states ran dry. As of Wednesday, 65% of gas stations in North Carolina were without fuel, as well as a staggering 78% in the states, states as Greenville, Spartanburg, Asheville, Anderson, Metro area, according to GasBuddy, an app that helps motorists find good deals at the pump. The same is true for 44% of the stations in Virginia and 43% in South Carolina, while the national average of gasoline of ga- of, of, for a gallon of gasoline exceeded $3 for the first time since 2014. Many people are figuring out that all this is part of the overall agenda. That's good. And then it goes on and on and on. I wonder what's, what that's going to look like because I have to go to South Carolina in July. And I'm driving. I'll stay armed, though. I'll stay armed. And I think it'll be good, man. I love driving the country. Um, but now I just got like a, a Mad Max Road Warrior kind of like thought process where I'll either have like people telling me to hurry up and put my mask on or asking me for assistance. Craziness. Craziness. Let's get a couple more of these uh, these headlines in, and then we'll go ahead and start the show. This is why the News Blitz is kind of cool, man, because you're, like, literally just turning on the feed reader and looking at, like, what is happening. <laughs> uh, and it doesn't, really, it doesn't really need a whole lot of explanation and fanfare. Uh, but right here, studies showing 100% of breast milk samples with forever chemicals bolster calls for a PFAS ban. It says that moms work hard to protect their babies, but big corporations are putting these and other toxic chemicals that can contaminate breast milk and products when safer options are available. It said Toxic Free Future a, of a new study of the PFAS in breast milk. Now, what's actually crazy is more inf- is, is inf- information is coming out about mothers that have been injected with the C-19 jab and then some of the some unfortunately some of the breast milk becoming like toxic for the child and that just shows you that this is not a vaccine this is a gene therapy it truly is sad it really is uh viruses don't recognize borders and neither should vaccines that's kind of crazy let's see if we can play this clip for you guys 
uh, right here. It's a video of Rand Paul continuing continuing to rake Dr. Anthony Fauci over the coals, saying that, quote, he could be culpable for the entire pandemic. This is written by Summit.News by Paul Joseph Watson. It says Senator Rand Paul continued to slam White House medical advisor Thursday, saying that Anthony Fauci could be culpable for the entire coronavirus pandemic. Paul was attacked by leftist media Wednesday for merely questioning Fauci's extensive role in granting funding to the Wuhan Institute of Virology at a Senate hearing. Let's play a little bit of this and then we'll continue on. This is so crazy, though, because if this happened because of the NIH funding and that came from Dr. Fauci and then this spreads into a global pandemic and now he's in charge of the response in the United States, the irony of that, what do you make of that? Well, it's even, it's even worse than you make out. The person they appointed to investigate the lab from the WHO perspective is the guy who gave the money. So NIH gave the money to a group called EcoHealth. The head of EcoHealth, a guy named Asank, they got him to investigate whether Wuhan was doing anything inappropriate in their lab. But if they were, wouldn't he then be culpable? So doesn't he have a self-interest in smoothing things over? I'm not saying he did cover things up. He did. But you wouldn't appoint someone who's in the line of uh, supply chain of giving the money to them because ultimately here's the rub. I don't know whether it came from the lab. Nobody knows whether it came from the lab. But who would be culpable? Dr. Sure. Fauci could be culpable for the entire pandemic. So could Dr. Sezank, Dezank, and so could Dr. Xi. I'm not saying that happened. I don't know. But you wouldn't put the people who gave the money to the Wuhan lab in charge of the investigation. That looks like a cover-up. Yes, it does. Yes, it does. And thank God we are now finally starting to turn the corner on that. You see them throwing Fauci to the wolves. You see them throwing Gates to the wolves. It's because they're puppets. And their time's coming. Oh, don't you worry. Billy Boy Gates' time is coming. So is Fraud Chi. Fraud cheese time is coming. Make no mistake. <laughs> I think this is good, man. It takes time. Uh, but what this means is situations where we stick to our guns, the truth prevails. We just have to be ready to take that persecution, ready to take those hits. Ooh, this is interesting. Uh, Mark Levin says that America is fast becoming a spiritually blind Marxist nation wow is there a clip oh man i bet you there's a clip dude shucks uh i bet there is a clip we 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 won't play it because it's, it's it's not showing up in the feed let's get a couple more of these in and then i'll start the actual show for you guys don't want to spend up too much time uh news cruising i say it's a blitz it's more or less a cruise if it was a blitz i'd be reading headlines a lot faster we're definitely kind of cruising the news <laughs> at this point but let's get a couple more in, and then we will uh, actually start the primary segment of the show for you good people. So much news. So much news. Uh, McDonald's hikes wages in a bid to lure more workers back to the labor market. Yeah, I've, I've seen some posts where they're saying they'll give you $50 to at least show up to a interview with McDonald's. And this is, again, because people are being paid more money on unemployment than they are actually working. I'm not sure if the actual articles there on Activist Post, we might be able to get to it, but it talks about how that money is gone. Like the unemployment benefits money is gone. We don't have it. So we've, we're, 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 we are running out of that safety net. 
and with this endless spending that they're doing too, it's just incredible uh, how the inflation bubble hasn't popped. Incredible. Uh, right here, schools ditching student mask requirements. Thank God they're smartening up. This is this will be interesting to see how this all unfolds moving forward. Uh, Prince Harry scorches Joe Rogan over Vax remarks. Says, careful what comes out of mouth. So you've got the royal family coming after Joe Rogan. Don't question the vaccines, Joe. We're doing a thing right now, Joe. Don't warn the people, Joe. Uh, right here, surge and fires at L.A. homeless encampments. We've talked about this on the show as well. It's crazy. Uh, the, 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 the expansion of the homelessness crisis, as well as some of the other things that go on inside of these homeless encampments. Wow. Merriam-Webster expands definition of anti-vaxxer to include those who opposed forced jabs. So they're coming. A shot in the arm, a shot in the head. Either way, you end up dead. Cities see surge in deadly street racing. There's that road warrior Mad Max I was talking about right there. Oh, man, there's so much, yeah. Anti-Biden billboard angers locals who are demanding a removal. Let's let's get, like, maybe two or three more, and then I'll, I'll stop. <laughs> I'll stop for sure, I promise. This is just incredible. Shortages spread. Oh, of course. New York professor warns basic education regarding America's founding uh, regarding America's founding is being replaced with globalist indoctrination. Says there's a clip. Let's see if if it'll show up here for us. If not, we'll go to the actual we'll go to the actual website. Uh, but it says a Suffolk County college professor has warned that the basic facts about the Constitution are being skipped over in the classroom in favor of an anti-American agenda, a globalist theory based on the past sins of their ancestors. Let's see if we can get this up here. Uh, and then we'll, we'll, we will use this as a way to segue into the actual topics of the show. Right here it says that during an interview with Tucker Carlson, Nicholas Giordano warned that, quote, this whole devaluing of America, and that's probably the biggest problem, because with the citizenship exam and the Constitution exercise I do, it got me curious as to what students are actually learning. Quote, you'll find that they are actually not learning about our government. They're learning about the Constitution. Or they're not, lear that they're not learning about the Constitution, the roles and responsibilities of these institutions. It's taking more of a globalist approach. And when they do focus on the United States, they're focusing on the negative aspects, their past sins, as opposed to the totality of the American experience. Giordano urged, adding that, quote, that's not education, and that's a big problem. Let's play this. And then we'll continue on. Here we are today where we're creating a system of let's just give the answer the teacher wants to hear. Let's just obey and comply rather than actually explore topics, rather than have discussions and conversations and giving students the ability to learn how to organize ideas, learn how to come up with succinct arguments. You know, if you come into my classroom and in with a left point of view, I'm going to you with a right-wing point of view. If you come in with a right-wing point of view, I'm going to challenge you from the left because it's not my role to indoctrinate my students on the issues. It's to get them to think about the issues. 
to get them to come to their own conclusions. They're plenty capable when they have the information to do just oh, that. Oh, but you can't do that. See, you don't want to foster independent thought. Looks like we have another clip here. Hopefully this one has a clip that we're looking for. Uh, but uh, here we go. Same show. Part of the education system is to build out the national identity, the American identity, and have everyone assimilate into this idea of American culture. Well, that's gone. We're not really teaching that anymore. In fact, we actually kind of teach the opposite with this global point of view that we have to do what's the world's best interest as opposed to America's best interest. And so we're not really as connected as we used to be, and we're destroying the whole idea of e pluribus unum from one, from many, one. Ah, I would have to agree. I would have to agree. Yeah, so there is a Suffolk County College professor, Nicholas Giordano, warning that basic education regarding America's founding has been replaced with globalist indoctrination. And I think everybody listening right now would unfortunately agree. Because that's what's happening. We are a part of a of a time gone past. We're not a part of this new this new normal. We're not a part of the stewards of the new normal. We're not part of the rainbow children. We're Americans. We're not a part of the globalist ideology, the global citizenship that they are trying to create. Very, very interesting. So let's go ahead and start getting into <laughs> I guess the the primary meat of the show this is what happens whenever we don't do a uh, news blitz and a midweek minicast. You guys kind of get it all in one. Uh, but let's go ahead and start getting into the actual news for you good people right here. Biden swore to destroy fossil fuel industry, and now we see the Green New Deal destroying our economy with 1970s-style gas lines and shortages. That's right. And so while we heard that the colonial pipeline was turned back on, that doesn't mean that, again, the effects are still not felt. This comes from Jeffrey Grider over there, and now the end begins. I'll read a little bit of this, and then we'll, we'll continue on because there's so much uh, to go on with this. It says that, quote, we're seeing a gas run. It's a Patrick DeHaan, Gas Buddy's head of petroleum analysis. Quote, now we're going to see more dramatic effects as people run to, to the stations and run them dry. Pretend President Joe Biden is actually keeping his campaign promises and that, that this is actually something that would make every American who is now watching our economy begin to go into free fall very nervous. For example, on day one, Biden got rid of the Keystone Pipeline, which immediately plunged over 11,000 workers into unemployment and made getting gas harder and more expensive to do. This created a ripple effect, and now things like lumber for new construction have suddenly risen 280%. Starting to see what the Green New Deal really is? This is it. He told you, hey, I'm going to shut off oil and gas. He's keeping his campaign promises. He's 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 link, I'm I'm waiting for Alexander uh, I'm waiting for Greta Thunberg to show up on the stage. Let me read this quick scripture from Proverbs and then I'll get back into the actual article. It comes from Proverbs chapter twenty nine verse two. It says, When the righteous are in authority, the people rejoice. But when the wicked beareth rule, the people mourn. And I'm telling you, we're only a couple hundred days into this guy's into this Jabroni's administration. We got a couple more years of this. Right now, here in the South, hundreds of gas stations, maybe even into the thousands, are closing their pumps because they have no more fuel. Gas lines are popping up in many states with more to follow. 
This is not an accident or a coincidence. This is the international machinations of the Biden administration to cripple our economy, and it's only just getting started. No accident on the timing of it either. Just as more states are beginning to come out of lockdown. Now, what about that cyber attack? 100% planned and intentional as a follow-up to the COVID crisis. I would have to agree, man. I like the folks over there at uh, Now the End Begins. Not only do they incorporate scripture into their news analysis, but they also just tell you what's up. <laughs> Since last week, the Colonial Pipeline, which serves the Deep South, was hacked, so they say, which took the whole system offline and it is yet to come back online. But I think a little digging will show that this was not the work of terrorists, but perhaps the work of the Biden administration itself, seeking to fulfill the Biden mandate to destroy the fossil fuel industry, just as those 1,000 or 11,000 workers on the Keystone Pipeline were put out of work with no, quote, green, green jobs to replace their oil jobs, like what John Kerry said. Remember he said that? He said basically suck it up. We'll, we'll, we'll give you green jobs. Biden and his minions have no place have no replacement for fossil fuels, just a hatred of American independence. Remember this, when Donald Trump was president, America was energy independent. Now look at us, if you can stand the sight. And that's the whole thing with globalism, is to make us interdependent upon all the other nations that have signed the treaties, the pacts, and the agendas. Because they don't want you to be energy independent. Because whenever you're independent, you are not dependent, and that's what they need. They need dependent serfs. In this techno, in this neo neo feudalistic techno serfdom that they're trying to create. Look at this right here. Let me get in this next article. It comes from SHTF Plan by Max Labo. They put this up May 10th. It says U.S. declares state of emergency to keep gasoline flowing after after the Colonial Pipeline fails to restart their hacked pipeline. And so we understand that the pipeline's been turned back on. It'll take several days for it to get back on there. But the reason why I'm reading this to you is so we can still see and hear the implications of shutting down our gas. The same way shutting down our economy produced all this crazy crap is the same way that shutting down our oil and gas reserves is going to produce even more, again, socioeconomic devastation. Remember I had compared C-19 to 9-11? They took that episode down off of Spotify because it was the perfect anal- it was the perfect way to explain it. That there's like a delayed concussive effect that we are about to experience. Let me read a little bit of this and then we'll continue on. It says the US government declared a state of emergency late on Sunday, lifting limits on the transport of fuels by road in a bid to keep gas supply lines open as fears of shortages spiked after the continued shutdown of the colonial pipeline. Quote this declaration addresses the emergency conditions created or creating a new uh, creating a need for immediate transportation of gasoline, diesel, jet fuel, and other refined petroleum products and provides necessary relief, the Department of Just the Department of Transportation said. White House Press Secretary Jen Psaki added that quote, as the administration continues to work to mitigate potential disruptions to supply a re- as a result of the Colonial Pipeline incident, the U.S. Department of Transportation is taking action today to allow flexibility for truckers in 17 states. Oh, shucks. Please, sir, thank you for allowing me to travel. Like, again, I can't help but think of, isn't this right up the alley with the Green New Deal, Agenda 21, what Pete Buttigieg said, tracking you by the mile when gasoline's, like, going through the roof, prices are going through the roof? This is exactly what they want. 
Exactly. In alignment with what they want. Cyber attacks. And again, I think it's crazy, and that's why I can't say that it, 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 it didn't happen with the Russians, because I'm not sure if you guys remember, but towards the start of the year, we had reported how I think like in Florida, there was a water supply treatment facility that got hacked and they were able to shut it down and inject dangerous chemicals into the water supply. I forget like the, 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 the precise county and town, but this happened in Florida earlier this year where, where uh, people were basically, where again, a water treatment facility was, was hacked. And so I, I, I foresee a lot more of these things actually taking place. I think I said that at the time too. Because this is the easiest way for them to begin to manipulate the population. Um, and another thing that you can get over there at My Patriot Supply is a water filtration unit. Storable goods. It's literally insurance you can eat. Like this is not, I'm not, this is not going to be a, hey, pitch My Patriot Supply type of episode. But you get what's going on right now. This is a part of the artificial scarcity. This is a part of getting, uh, these are part of the austerity measures. Getting us used to being poor making us poverty stricken, lowering the standards, getting us part of a, a, a uh, getting us used to rolling power outages and stuff like this. It's not a good picture, man. Definitely not a good picture. So I would not chop this up to chance. I would definitely say this is coordinated because now well, now you have Michigan's governor wanting to shut down another pipeline, another fuel pipeline. This comes from Robert Wheeler over there, the organic prepper, but the good folks over there at Activist Post reposted it on May 12th. It says, as the entirety of the Southeast United States hunts for gas and wonders if they are going to be able to make their way to their jobs the next day as a result of an alleged cyber attack on the Colonial Pipeline, Michigan's Governor Gretchen Whitmer is now attempting to shut down another pipeline running through her state. As a result, the state of Michigan has told Enbridge, a Canadian energy company, that it has to shut down an oil and gas pipeline by May 12th. What's even more strange than closing down a pipeline at a time when the entire southeast of the country faces a gas shortage is that Whitmer's claims are not completely invalid as most of hers intend to be. Whitmer and the state of Michigan are arguing that the pipeline represents a potentially massive environmental disaster if the pipelines burst, leak, or are damaged. So, so there are options to shut it down? But this new attempt on Whitmer's part is putting strains on the relationship between the U.S. and Canada. And so we have a, a pipeline that has been running through Canada perfectly fine. Out of nowhere, you've got Michigan's governor saying, oh, my God, we, got, we have got to shut this down. It might burst. Didn't say anything with the Keystone Pipeline. Didn't say anything with the Dakota Access Pipeline. Oh, but because we're having a shutdown in the southeast, and some of that oil might have to be redirected. She thinks it's important to shut it down. And so then you're going to have two pipelines that are, enable, that, that are unable to stem the flow or stem the tide of oil. And so then another pipeline is going to basically be overflowed. Like what? It says Enbridge of Canada has refused to apply or uh, has, has refused to comply. Enbridge has, for its part, refused to comply with Whitmer's orders and has done so with the support from top Canadian officials. The company has, for 67 years, moved oil and gas from western Canada through Michigan and the Great Lakes to refineries in the province of Ontario, but Michigan is arguing Line 5 is too risky to continue to operate. In November, 
Whitmer announced her plan to revoke the easement granted to Inbridge, which allows the pipeline, Line 5, to cross under the Straits of the Mackinac. Whitmer said May 12th as a deadline for Enbridge to shut the pipeline down. Quote, These oil pipelines in the Straits of Mackinac are a ticking time bomb and their continued presence violates the public trust and poses a grave threat to Michigan's environment and economy. Whitmer's offers said in a statement. So convenient. So what you're basically seeing is the organized and orchestrated collapse of our country. Again, fostering that interdependence, making us more, uh, not necessarily energy independent again, but making us dependent, making us more reliant upon the system. This is what's crazy because all it is is like a, it's a, it's a consolidation of power for sure. It is for sure a consolidation of power in one angle. And then on the other side, we're seeing, uh, we're, we're, we're basically seeing America's power being turned off. We're seeing like the excellence go right out the window. This is such a crazy time period to be alive. It's like they're literally putting politics over profit is the best way to describe it. It's no longer about capitalism. That this is this is global communism. This is the scientific dictatorship. This is what this is agenda 21 where they want centralized control. They want all control of travel all control of transportation, all control of, of, of the means of production, uh, all they want it all. And we're beginning to see that with this right here. So don't, don't let these people fool you with their fake altruism. It's all coached in a lie. Look at this right here. It says pumps continue to run dry on day five of the pipeline attack. Panic buying is happening, and there's cars waiting hours. For Phillips. I was hoping I could get some of those clips, man. I'm just going to read this real quick. It says gas stations along the U.S. East Coast and other locations around the country are running out of fuel as North America's largest petroleum pipeline races to recover from a paralyzing cyber attack that has kept it short for days. It says reports of fuel shortages are coming in from Virginia to Florida and Alabama. All are reporting that they are all seeing stations running out of gasoline and supplies in the region with panic panic buying setting in. According to Yahoo News, an estimated 7% of gas stations in Virginia were out of fuel as of late Monday. And this is, again, this will pave the way, too, for some of this, again, socioeconomic devastation, the, rever- the reformation as well. Uh, people just getting up and leaving to different parts of the country because, well, they're done with the politics. There's, there's, there's lack of opportunity, right? So they're just like, F it, I'm going someplace else. Situations like this are about it. Um, and, 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 and during this whole reformation, right, this is where we'll see different consolidations of both power, of influence, of money, of culture, and more. And this is why Portland, Oregon, this, this is why Portland is basically just the, the nest for Antifa, while you basically have California and New York exporting uh, this, this, this globalism disguised as liberalism to the center parts of the nation. So as this whole socioeconomic and socio-political reformation takes place, we're going to see different uh, different consolidating periods, different places that are going to be fighting this. And this is a part of that process. Uh, there's just we have to go through a couple more things first. We have to. 
and we will. I'll probably talk more a little bit a little bit more about this in the next segment, but I wanted to kind of use use this situation that we're in right now as a way to kind of pivot into C19 and more. We're talking food shortages, gas shortages, uh, mob riots, destabilizing events, unemployment, things like this, supply line disruptions. These are all reasons to get storable goods. Uh, but on top of that, check this out. The Chinese military discussed weaponizing C-19 in 2015 to cause the enemy's medical system to collapse. Isn't this what I said? And so while we are dealing with, again, the pandemic because we have a collapsing medical system, not really, we have a more or less collapsing economic system, if anything, but because we're dealing again with all this increased destabilization, all these crazy events, that's how you know it's orchestrated. It's one after another. I was watching an old an old Fritz Springmeier uh, show. It's like a 44-minute little interview he did with some folks over there at, in Europe or whatever, Rip Sonar News. And he talks about how, this is before, before COVID, he talks about how, from his perspective, he thinks they're going to, once they start playing one card, they're just going to start playing another card and another card and another card and another card. Because when he talks to some of his Illuminati insiders or whenever they come find him, they say, oh, well, you're going to get it, Springmeyer. Like, you guys have no idea what's coming down. And this was back then, 2016. We're five years. That's five years ago. How crazy is that? Five years ago. And what happened? They released the pandemic. And now that that's coming out, they're moving on to climate change. But in the meantime, what are they doing? They're attacking our power. They're attacking our infrastructure. Chinese military discussed weaponizing COVID in 2015 to cause the enemy's medical system to collapse. This is over here at Technocracy News. They put this up May 10th. It says the NGO receiving pass-through funds from the NIH to the Wuhan Institute of Virology and the EcoHealth Alliance. They're talking about Dr. Anthony Fauci and how he helped uh, pave the way for some of this. The funding came out, it came out from Virginia. They exported it over there to China. You see, this is a part of how the globalization works as well. Remember, while it, made, it, while it may have come out of China, the research started here in America. This is a part of that interdependence, okay? You're doing something you shouldn't be doing. I'm doing, I'm, I shouldn't be doing. But let's scratch each other's back. That's what this is. So if they release the information that it came out of Wuhan, well, guess what? They're going to burn Fauci, and that's what we're seeing right now. It's crazy, huh? That's why you know it's just like multiple factions with, within this organization working. I'll say this and I'll get back in the article for sure. But Fritz Springmeier pointed that out. He said back in like 2009, there was, a, there was basically a change in power from the old Illuminati into the new Illuminati. And that's why they wanted some people that were real Satanists, that were really about what was going on. Not the fluffy, cushy types, you know. The stuffy people, the one that have their nose stuck in the air, uh, the classic Satanists, the classic rich folk. In 2009, there was a shifting. There was a change in power. And so you had some people that were either with the agenda, right, that still wanted to go through this mutation and transform with them, and then you didn't. And then you had people that left because they knew that they were not really about the next phase of the agenda. And doing so, you had people who were really about the agenda killing off that previous generation. And so there's a war a civil war within a lot of these different factions, man. It's kind of crazy to think about, uh, but that's what we're seeing right now with Dr. Anthony Fauci. That's what we're seeing right now is the more information comes out about uh, what went on in Wuhan and more. 
But let me get back into this and then we'll continue on. It says its institutional partners include radical environmental groups, uh, Planetary Health Alliance, International Union for, Con for the Conservation of Nature, uh, the Convention of Biological Diversity, and Future Earth. The goals of EcoHealth Alliance are synonymous with the United Nations goal of merging ecology with health systems. Since humans are merely one component of the world's ecology, it is deemed necessary to control them down to the molecular level. In 2015, the Chinese military scientists discussed how to weaponize SARS coronaviruses five years before the C-19 pandemic emerged in Wuhan, China, where CCP scientists were collaborating with a U.S.-funded NGO on so-called gain-of-function research to make bat coronaviruses infect humans more easily. In a 263-page document written by the People's Liberation Army, scientists and senior Chinese public health officials and obtained by the U.S. State Department during its investigation into the origins of the C-19, PLA scientists note how a sudden surge of patients requiring hospitalizations during a bioweapon attack could result or, or, or could cause the enemy's medical system to collapse, according to the Weekend Australian, a subsidiary of News Corps. It suggests that SARS coronaviruses could be heralded as a, quote, new era of genetic weapons and noted that they can be, quote, artificially manipulated into an emerging human disease viruses, then weaponized and unleashed in a way never seen before. Let me pause right there. Because basically what they're saying is, yes, we did this. Yes, we've been studying it. Uh, we may or may not have released it. One of the main things I talked about throughout the entirety of the pandemic and more is how if they were to release this as a bioweapon, what is it doing? Affects spermatogenesis, affects your lungs, and they don't want to talk about a collapsing health, a medical system. Shucks, man, look at what the vaccines are doing to people. The virus itself isn't so deadly, but us experimenting on each other is. And so, you know, it's just, just something to keep in mind. Getting back into the article... This is the chairman of the British and Australian Foreign Affairs and Intelligence Committees, Tom Tugendhat and James Patterson, says the document raises major concerns about China's lack of transparency over the origins of C-19. The Chinese-language paper, titled The Unnatural Origins of SARS and New Species of Man-Made Viruses as Genetic Bioweapons, outlines China's progress in the research field of biowarfare. Quote, Following developments in other scientific fields, there have been major advances in the delivery of biological agents, it states. Quote, for example, the newfound ability to freeze-dry microorganisms has made it possible to store biological agents and aerosolize them during attacks. Ten of the authors and scientists and weapons experts affiliated with the Air Force Medical University in Jianyan ranked, quote, very high at risk for its level of defense research, including its work on medical and psychological sciences, according to the Australian Strategic Policy Institute's Defense Universities Tracker. The Air Force Medical University, also known as the Fourth Medical University, was placed under the command of the PLA under President Jin, Xi Jinping's military reforms in 2017. The editor-in-chief of the paper, Xu Dezong, reported to the top leadership of the Chinese Military Commission and, Mil and Ministry of Health during the SARS epidemic of 2003, briefing them 24 times and preparing three reports according to his online biography. You guys can go read on more about that there. I want to play for you guys real quick a clip on our telegram where it talks more about this and how uh, how they've been planning this let me read this quick headline and then I'll get this video up for you guys just so you can see it for yourselves right here exclusive 
billions in U.S. money, knowledge, and skills were given to the Chinese virus research programs, ultimately resulting in the C-19 pandemic. So I know this is all stuff you've heard before. You're like, oh, what's the point, EJ? Like, you're, you're, you're literally telling me everything I already knew. Like, what's up? The only reason I'm saying this is so we can get it on record. They, they, here's the crazy part. They hit us with medical misinformation for using some of the facts that they pulled up at the start of this pandemic. And then when we use the facts that they put out, oh, well, now they want to, now they want to backtrack. They hit us with medical information for pulling up the stats that they use. And so whenever we call them out saying these facts are wrong, here's the real data up oh, medical misinformation. Don't do that. Here's a quick newscast of the Chinese military discussing weaponizing COVID in 2015. I'll play a little bit of this. You guys can find it in our Telegram chat, but I'll play this and then we'll take a quick break. First tonight, new details from a document produced by Chinese military scientists where they discuss weaponizing SARS coronaviruses five years before the pandemic hit. The book was written by People's Liberation Army scientists and senior Chinese public health officials back in 2015. It describes SARS coronaviruses as heralding, and I quote, a new era of genetic weapons. It says they can artificially manipulate into an emerging human disease virus, weaponized and unleashed in a way never seen before. One of the authors of this book is the former deputy director of China's Bureau of Epidemic Prevention, Li Feng, and the editor-in-chief of the paper, Zhu Dezhong, was the leader of the SARS Epidemic Analysis Expert Group under the Chinese Ministry of Health. He reported to the top leadership of the Chinese Military Commission and the Health Ministry during the 2003 SARS crisis. He briefed them 24 times. He also prepared three reports for the General Office of the Communist Party's Central Committee and the General Office of the State Council. He gave two big interviews on Chinese state TV and appeared in six news articles. He was responsible for 16 national and military command topics. Now, just to be clear, before I go on and bring you new information from this document, while intelligence agencies suspect, and they've been investigating this since early last year, that COVID-19 may be the result of an accidental leak from a Wuhan lab, there's no suggestion it was an intentional release. The significance of this paper is that, is that it offers a rare insight into how senior scientists at one of the PLA's most prominent military universities, where high levels of defense research are conducted, were thinking about biological research. This Chinese language paper is called The Unnatural Origin of SARS and New Species of Man-Made Viruses as Genetic Weapons. That's its title. And it says, Following developments in other scientific fields, there have been major advances in the delivery of biological agents. For example, the newfound ability to freeze-dry microorganisms has made it possible to store biological agents and aerosolize them during attacks. In this document, unbelievably, there's a whole section on the best conditions under which to release a biological attack. It says this. Bioweapon attacks are best conducted during dawn, dusk, night, or cloudy weather because intense sunlight can damage the pathogens. It says biological agents should be released during dry weather. Rain or snow can cause the aerosol particles to precipitate. 
And it says a stable wind direction is desirable, so it can float into the target area. The book notes as well how a sudden surge of patients requiring hospitalization during a bioweapon attack, and this is a quote, could cause the enemy's medical system to collapse. It then goes on to talk about the potential need for isolation and quarantine. Here's more from it. If you guys want to go listen to that, you can find it over there on our Telegram channel. Again, it's titled, Chinese military discussed weaponizing COVID in 2015 to cause enemies medical system to collapse. We're going to take a quick break. And when we come back, we're going to be talking about what happened because of just that attack and how pharmaceutical companies thought it was great. This was their time to shine. Event 201, legal, uh, legal liability protection to where they can literally begin to experiment on people. That's right. You've got Pfizer expanding their C-19 jab to children as young as 12, as well as a video I'm going to play for you guys of over 100 decomposing dead bodies of C-19 victims floating in the river Ganges in India. Won't hear anything about that. Not at all. As well as a, a new wearable bracelet that stores your, your, your C-19 data. Jab Journals is coming up on the other side. Ladies and gentlemen, don't go anywhere. This is Freedom Faction over here on Factions of Freedom. And we'll be right back, right after this.
Social Justice Warriors promo reminds me of just like a a bad Lunchables commercial, and I don't know if that's because I had like a Lunchable this week, but God, that's horrible. <laughs> and I um I was at the gym this week too, and earlier this week I was in like the I was in like a completely different section. I hadn't been going to the gym because my life's falling apart, and I went to the gym because I wanted to chuck steel around. My life's falling apart. Met up with old gym homies. I say they're homies, but one's like a 50-year-old man and the other's like another 70-year-old individual. But they're like, oh, EJ, where you been? You know, getting married. Ladies pregnant. Losing my business. Trying not to freak out. How are you guys? And so we're just chit-chatting, talking, getting along the way we do. And I don't talk with a mask on, right? That shit's weird to me. So I take my mask down. I'm sitting there chit-chatting with them. And out of nowhere, the gym attendant doesn't come up to us, but comes near us and then shouts at us to put our mask on. And I'm like, wow, that's that's crazy. Uh, I've only been here for 15 minutes. This was my first warning. I feel like that was very rude. I don't appreciate you talking to me like that. And so she scurries off some other place and I get to chatting with the boys again. And then they have it in their idea, their head to go over and go talk to the attendant. And I'm like, come on, man, really? Like, I literally for real just got here. I literally just got done doing my miles. Like, I haven't even gotten to the second machine yet. And they don't want to hear that. They're they're pretty upset because they feel like they've been offended uh, being yelled at to wear their mask. And so we go to the front desk after having, I guess, a powwow. I don't know. And then Paul starts trying to talk to her. And before we even begin to communicate with her, she starts crying. And I'm just like, ah, shucks. Here comes the tears. Here it comes. And so, I don't know, maybe it's because I'm having a girl. My lady's pregnant. Maybe I'm just an a-hole. The tears had no effect. They were for real, like, crocodile tears. So, you know, you let her get her little convulsions in. (laughs) People are, are mean. It's like, oh, yeah, people are mean, huh? Mean and rude are two different things. I think what you did was not mean, but rude. And so then we're sitting there, we're having this conversation with her. I'm like, Victoria, that's her name. Uh, after Paul gets done saying what he says to her, I'm like, well, that's definitely not the angle I'm coming at. But we all just don't appreciate you coming up to us and yelling at us, Victoria. If anything, if you were to kindly come up and make a suggestion, we would listen to you. 
uh, but we definitely would not be in your face the way that we are now. And she says, oh, I know, I just, you just what? I just, I'm not this type of person. I know you're not this type of person, Victoria. Does the company put the gun in your hand and tell you to shoot everybody that doesn't have a mask on? She gets a chuckle out of it. She says, yeah. And I'm like, I'm sure you didn't sign up for this as a job description, right? You didn't expect to go around ordering people to wear masks, especially when you don't believe in them. Yeah, it's just, it's just, it's just really hard, and it, and it goes against your beliefs. This is counterproductive to what you believe in. You're, you're enforcing something you don't believe in. And so I'm sitting here watching this gym attendant basically go through this process of just like revelation. I don't know what you would call it. Self-reflection. I don't know. But it literally gets to a point to where I'm hugging her. You know, I, I say, you're going to be okay. You know, you just got to learn to have a little bit more respect for people. And because I had asked her, I was like, why are you crying? Is it because of, of us? She's like, no, people are just me. And I've just had... <laughs> I've just had negative responses to, 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 you know, people, what, telling people to put their masks on? People don't like that. How would you feel? And so if you do decide to do this and stay here at this position, you need to be a lot more respectful in going about it because people aren't mad at you, Victoria. They're mad at what you're enforcing. And so you've got to ask yourself, is the money worth it? As like, you won't get trouble for me saying this, like with my mask down, trying to be like, I wish I could say I was sweat covered, but you know, it's just like hardening on me because I'm talking with the homies. And it was just, it was just very interesting to get into the gym. I got my own fair share of issues. And then to hear, you know, this, the C-19 nonsense literally affecting somebody that doesn't want to do this. She asked me, she, or she tells me, she's like, yeah, management literally sits there and watches. And so I'm like, gosh, that sounds horrible, Victoria. It really does. Well, I got to get back to working out now. That's all I tell her. I'm sorry to hear about this. You better think twice next time you come at us like that because you won't get a, you won't get a nice response like this. And so, uh, very, very interesting. Very, very interesting. And it's sad, man, because she seems like a very sweet girl. You know, she didn't sign up for this. But because of just the way things are right now, this is a part of her job description. And it's sad, man. It's sad. I'm not and – and, and, and I – I'll say this, and I'll start getting back into the actual content for you. I had said this a couple, like right when this stuff started, that like I, I legit got frustrated because it felt like when I was when I would go to the gym, they tell me to put my mask on, and I got so upset because it's like, look, Allie, this is another girl at the gym that used to work there because I, I I went there like every day religiously to get my gains, and when this mask stuff hit, she started to see like the political side of me come out. And I told her I didn't like that because we had a great rapport. We had a great conversation, but because of this whole mask edict, it has caused such a rift in the culture and in society. It's very dangerous. And so I don't see her anymore. And I, I, I would not be surprised if many other people left because they did not want to do this. But um, here, let me get into the actual content and news for you. Good people. Let's go ahead and start this segment off. I'm going to play for you guys real quick a clip of a White House COVID coordinator saying that the CDC will allow vaccinated people more and more privileges to take off that mask. And so the reason we're playing this is because you see how that went from having rights to privileges. You now have privileges. You don't have rights. You see, free men have rights. Slaves have privileges. You see that? Once you've been vaccinated, you now have the privileges 
of being able to take off the mask. I was thinking about this coming 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 back from the hike and about how free men don't ask for forgiveness nor do they ask for permission. Let's play this quick clip and then we'll continue. Here is the White House COVID coordinator saying you can have your privileges once you take that mask off if you've been given the vaccine. Sorry is because there is a light at the end of the tunnel and President Biden being able to take off his mask in a room full of journalists and White House staffers, all of whom are fully vaccinated, is a demonstration that the vaccines work. You and I are both vaccinated and you and I are in a room together talking and I have no fear that I'm going to get the virus from you and I assume vice versa. And I think the concern is that by being overly cautious, this is going to the public, uh, that there is necessary light at the end of the tunnel. Do you understand why people? Well, are I, just... I think I think everyone is tired, um, and wearing a mask is it can be a pain. Uh, but we're, we're getting there, and the light at the end of the tunnel is brighter and brighter. Let's keep up our guard. Let's follow the CDC guidance, and the CDC guidance across time will allow vaccinated people more and more privileges to take off that mask. A new CNN poll shows that four in ten vaccinated Americans, all vaccinated, forty percent still. Say they do not feel comfortable returning to the year returning to their normal life as i'm sure what the individual was saying uh but i myself don't really feel comfortable around some of the people that have received these vaccines simply because of the fact that we know they shed right that they shed some of these 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 uh these chemicals i myself am not feeling too comfortable around people with this most recent jab but hey what do i care and the reason I say that and play that clip for you guys is because you have to understand the narrative that's going on out there right now. Privileges, no longer rights, no longer freedoms. I remember watching like a clip with Dr. Anthony Fauci and Rand Paul where they were going back and forth. And Fauci had the nerve to say, oh, you keep using this word like liberty and freedom. I'm, I'm, I'm worried about the public health order. And so what they're saying is they're they're. They're moving the Overton window. It's no longer, again, about rights, freedoms, liberties, and things like this. It's your privilege. Is this in concordance with the public health order? Right? Are you abiding by these edicts? This is, again, a part of the lawlessness. We have a constitution. We have a bill of rights. Oh, but whenever they have the emergency youth authorization, all that goes right out the window. That's why you have them setting states of emergencies left and right to override our normal legal system. Again, perpetuating more of the lawlessness. Let me play for you guys real quick a clip of a new wearable bracelet device. We're talking Mark of the Beast tech that stores your C-19 vaccine data. So in the Mark of the Beast or in the Bible, Revelation, it talks about having a mark or in your, either in your forehead or in your hand, being able to buy or sell and how you won't be able to buy or sell without receiving the mark. Here it is. So if you don't get the, the, the C-19 injection, well, guess what? You can get, or you don't want to walk around with a QR code, you can walk around with a cool, nifty, trendy bracelet that stores all your C-19 vaccine data. Isn't that great? Just the other week, we talked about the Pentagon developing implantable microchips, and now they have wearable bracelets that store your biological information. Transhumanism is right around the corner. 
open up a new wearable device aims to make it easier to tell who has been vaccinated who hasn't and san diegans they're buying it our jeff mcadam he joins us live from little italy to show us how it works jeff hi maria yeah well it's kind of a hassle to carry around your vaccine card this is an alternative it's a wearable bracelet stores your vaccine records on it it's only been around for about three weeks, but already thousands of, thousands of them have sold. The thing is, for the consumer, it's simple. Dr. Tushov Burton came up with this about four or five months ago. He says it was his son's idea. We have something where you can say, okay, um, you know, I support the vaccination effort. I've been vaccinated. I'm safe to be around. It would help us, particularly as we start opening up. It's called the Immuniband. The Denver physician says it's the first of its kind on the market. It costs $19.99, and it's simple to use. After buying it, you send a copy of your vaccination card, and they'll load it to their encrypted server. If someone wants to verify your vaccine record, all they got to do is take a picture of the QR code on their phone, and it'll take them to that website. But let's say... You know, somebody stole it or whatever, um, they can get to the website, but unless they know your PIN, they cannot get to your card. Dr. Burton says he sold his first bracelet three weeks ago, and thousands of them have gone out the door since. In fact, one customer sent him this photo from a Knicks game at Madison Square Garden in New York. The policy at the arena reads, guests can now enter with proof of a negative antigen COVID-19 test or full vaccination. He said the worker let him through after pulling up the record from the bracelet. More convenient than carrying your vaccine card around and less likely to lose. He says restaurant owners are starting to buy them up for servers. Go. People here in San Diego have mixed thoughts about it. It's a little too much. It's like trying to, like some of the other way, you know, sometimes you go to a restaurant, you don't even know their name. I don't need to know their medical system. I think that's actually pretty good because, you know, a lot of people have their uh, doubts about going certain in certain areas and certain places so if there's actually people with qr codes on wristbands and to make it a lot easier for people to be comfortable yeah and here locally in case you're wondering uh about petco park they have certain sections at petco park which allow up to 80 percent seating capacity if you can prove that you've had a vaccine test in that seating section so i reached out to them to see if you know they would accept bracelets like this if you showed up with them i have yet to hear back if we get an answer we'll certainly post that update uh, update to our website fox5sandiego.com down from little Italy, jeff mcadam fox 5 news all right jeff thank thanks you. jeff thanks jeff guys dancing around like he's got ants in his pants but thanks jeff uh this is insane yeah i'm kind of like what that first commenter said I think it's a little bit too much, you know, you're, we don't need to know your medical information, but I can't help but think about, again, techno serfdom, neo-feudalism, segregation, right? Civil war type stuff. The scientific dictatorship makes a lot more sense, right? Where, again, like Aldous Huxley said, getting people to love their servitude. That's where we're at right now. I want to play for you guys real quick this bizarre clip of a pharmacist inspecting a J&J jab insert only for them to find out that it's completely blank. I kid you not. So a pharmacist pulls up this Janssen C19 vaccine container, and then you'll hear from her. She's like, why is the vaccine insert blank? And so if you're wondering, well, why are we worried about the vaccine insert? What's that got to do with it? 
on the vaccine insert is where it displays death, autism, any other severe adverse reactions that may take place when administering the vaccine. Why in God's name is there not one for this C-19 vaccine? Just last week, we had talked about how some states are beginning to issue fines for, for, for issuing a C-19 uh, vaccination card. They don't want paper trails, right? If you have it online, you can delete the file, you can do everything you need to. But if you have a paper trail, well, then you can hold people accountable. That's kind of what this is right here. When this vaccine doesn't have an insert, what ingredients are inside of this? This, isn't, this can't just be placebos. Why are they not telling people what's in these shots? Let's listen. Sealed, perfectly sealed, brand new box of the J&J vaccine. You can see here, I'm going to break this open. And perfectly on top is this perfectly normal package insert. safety and efficacy data. In fact, all of the normal information that we would find in a package insert, like the uh, ingredients, that would all be found right here in the package insert. Must be magic. Must be magic. Because there's nothing there. There is nothing on that insert. Blank. There's nothing on that insert. That's the incredible part. So what in God's name are they injecting in people? Again, when you go back to Operation Dark Winter, and you look at Joe Biden's C-19 action and plan, surveillance of this vaccine is of the utmost importance so when you have people again commercializing things making it cute and trendy oh look i got my jab like let me see uh, uh, you know what let me see if i can find this clip for you guys we we put a we might have put a clip up in our telegram chat of a lady that was so excited to get her j and j jab like it it it's, it, it really is crazy, again, just the social engineering aspect, the trendy aspect, just everything they're doing, again, to get people to get the jab and some of the other strange and peculiar things that are surrounding. I don't think we have it here, uh, but I, I remember seeing a lady, I think it was actually George Bush's daughter, who remixed a song, who did like a parody of a song where she was saying, instead of, this girl's on fire... She said, this girl is on Pfizer, you know, on Pfizer, on Pfizer, on Pfizer. And then on top of that, on TikTok, you have people saying J&J gang, Pfizer gang, Moderna mob. Like you got people legitimately, Gen Zers particularly, Gen Zers, and now what they call Gen Sears. You've got people literally like making this trendy. It trips me out, man. Pfizer gang, 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 Moderna mob. And, and it's just crazy again to just see society and culture adopt this, this, this ideology. Um, 
like it's the newest, latest social trend. We have an article we'll play for you guys in, or that we'll get into in the third segment where it talks about how social media at this point has become mind control and a fair amount of people are basically brain dead. And it's this type of, it's, it, it legitimately is this type of stuff. Uh, but here, let me pull up this quick article for you guys and then we'll continue on. This comes from uh, the Epoch Times. They put this up May 10th. It's by Jack Phillips. It says, Wyoming governor bans C-19 vaccine passports. That's right. Oh, I thought we already did this. Get this out of here. Oh, this is a premium article. Ah. Shucks, it's a premium article, so we can't get access to it. Just kidding. Yes, we can. Switch it into reader mode. It says, Wyoming governor Mark Gordon issued a directive to a ban to ban so-called COVID-19 vaccine passports that have been flagged by civil liberty groups as a potential invasion of Americans' privacy. Gord's directives tell state agencies, boards, and commissions to provide, quote, full access to state spaces and state services, regardless of a constituent's C-19 vaccination status, and, quote, prevents state agencies, boards, and commissions from requiring vaccine passports, according to a news release on May 7th. The release said that the directive calls on local governments and businesses to align their vaccination policies with the state's policies. Quote, vaccine passport programs have the potential to politicize a decision that should not be politicized. Gordon, a Republican, said in a statement, quote, they would divide our nation at a time when unity is fighting for the fighting the virus is essential and harm those who are medically unable to receive the vaccine. While I strongly encourage Wyomingites, 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 over the age of 16 to get vaccinated against C-19, it is a personal choice based upon personal circumstances. What a based thought. What a super woke thought. Ugh. How crazy that they would leave it up to the individual to get the shot. Hey, it's a personal decision. You're more than welcome to get it. Let's not politicize this. I think that's 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 fair. That's reasonable, right? Well, apparently Jimmy Kimmel doesn't think so because on his most recent show or on a show that he did, he had a vaccine PSA where it's basically just doctors telling you to shut the F up and get the vaccine. I kid you not. Uh, let's let's listen to these propaganda artists. That 100 million adults in the United States are now fully vaccinated, which is good. But unfortunately, more than one in say they are not planning to get the vaccine ever. Twenty six percent of Americans are planning to skip the shot altogether, which is crazy to me. I get that people are skeptical of politicians or celebrities telling them what to do, but we should listen to doctors. These are men and women who've been on the front lines of this thing, risking their lives to save ours, and frustrated, and who could blame them? If we don't want more people vaccinated, we could see new mutations of this virus and go through this all over again. So as a public service, we asked some real doctors to offer their best advice to those who are on the fence about the vaccine and pay attention because this is important. I'm a doctor. I'm a doctor, an actual medical doctor. I've practiced medicine for 21 years. I am a critical care nurse. I've been a nurse for 16 years. I spent four years in undergraduate school, then four years in medical school, and then another five years as a resident in emergency medicine. Look at all of my diplomas. I worked a second job to put myself through nursing school. I'm 53 now, and I won't have my student loans paid off till well after I retire. I can name every organ in your body and tell you exactly what it does. 
Did you know there are between 60 and 100,000 miles of blood vessels in the human body? I know that because I've studied human bodies. Do you know the human body has 205 bones? Well, you're wrong. It's actually 206. I did know that because I'm a doctor. Did you know that eating raw ginger cures cancer? You did? Good. Because it doesn't. I've saved people's lives. I've cracked open a chest and manually beat a human heart. I even delivered some babies in the back of cars. Do you know how many people have shown me weird skin things at parties and asked me if they were dying? Too many. My life is spent trying to improve and save yours. Oh, but you read something on Facebook? Your friend from high school who sells jewelry, she posted it? The one who's 53 and still builds dollhouses? Here comes the shaming. You heard what? On whose podcast? Is he a doctor? No. Scientist? No. Can he name one of the ingredients in the vaccine? Can he point to his gabella? Then tell him to shut the up. The gabella's right here, by the way. Isn't that polio shot we gave your kid, and then your kid not getting polio? Well, those two things are related. How about this? You do your job, I'll do mine. Get the vaccine. Get the vaccine. Just get the vaccine. Grow the up and get the vaccine and tell your friend on facebook to stick to jewelry crazy crazy there it is guys hey just shut the f up and get the vaccine here comes the shame oh those those friends that sell crystals those friends that sell jewelries those friends that follow their passion don't listen to them listen to us obey the white coat cult obey big brother this is the scientific dictatorship trust the science shut the f up and take the vaccine roll up your sleeve and let me jam this in your arm don't look at the ingredients don't question any of the studies don't listen your eyes are deceiving you you just need to listen to us oh you're talking with your friend you're you're oh oh what you're Going on to Reddit and you're seeing that there's an entire subgroup of people who have been victimized by this vaccine and you're thinking, shucks, maybe I should do something about it. This is what happens whenever you have people that treat comedians as arbiters of truth. And hey, I get it. There's a kernel of truth in every single joke. I, I, understand, I understand that. That's not what I'm talking about. What I'm talking about is a fair amount of the population being propagandized to. And, 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 and that being what they're exposed to, not fostering debate, not actually uh, encouraging alternative viewpoints, taking in new information, just shut the F up and take your vaccine. Obey, obey, obey. Uh, you're not essential. What are you not getting about this? You're not allowed to have any individual thought. Do you see how, the, do you see how dangerous this type of thinking is? Just obey. And then when you've got people saying, oh, well, I just want I just want to get the shot just so I can go back to my normal life. What the hell? When did you have a normal life that required a shot? How is that normal in and of itself? <laughs> like that's that's all of this is what's trippy. To me. All of it. Shut the F up and get your vaccine. I can't believe we saw that. But I tell you what, I'm glad we saw it together. I really am. Uh, because that shows you the depths that they're going to. Just last week, I played for you guys a quick clip. Shucks, I should just go ahead and play it for you now. A clip of a CNN correspondent saying, we need to start shunning people that don't get the vaccine. 
So this is the shame, this is the shun, this is the social engineering, the manipulation, and the coercion into getting you to give over your bodily autonomy, giving over your medical freedom. Yeah, here, let me play for you guys this real quick clip of this CNN host saying we need to start shunning people who don't receive the vaccine, and then we'll get into this article uh, about vaccine passports being rejected in California. Here's an option. There was a USA Today SSA that was a former executor named Michael Stern. And I discussed this briefly on radio yesterday. He says, we've got to shun folks. We've got to shun people into getting vaccinated. The shunning suggestion is this. Uh, businesses should make vaccination a requirement for employment. A COVID outbreak can shut down a business and be financially devastating. To enforce basic health and safety measures is not fair who have to work in offices, factories, and stores where close contact is required. Friendship personal, too. People should require friends to be vaccinated to attend the barbecues and birthday parties they host. Friends don't let friends spread COVID. Friends don't let friends spread COVID. Yesterday's survey question at Smirconish.com asked whether it's time to shun. 7,200 people responded. What do you think the percentage was who said yes? About 83%. 73% said it is time to start shunning people. We've got to shun the people who don't obey us. How dare you? Meanwhile, vaccine passport rebellion. You're not going to brand us. This comes from Haley Smith and Priscilla Vega via the Los Angeles Times. They put this up May 12th over there at Technocracy News. It says the Orange County protest was filled with people who were waking up to the scientific dictatorship, a.k.a. technocracy, and taking it out on county officials who were trying to sneak in vaccine passports, passports to further fracture society. The officials couldn't fathom why anyone would protest their policies. On the same day that Orange County recorded some of its most positive coronavirus statistics to date, nearing the least restrictive yellow tier in the state's reopening blueprint, hundreds of protesters gathered to blast the Board of Supervisors for a proposal to create, quote, vaccine passports or digital records that document COVID-19 vaccination status. The public backlash began in April after the county announced plans to launch a pilot program for credentialing. Almost immediately, a vocal group of opponents expressed concern that the digital records will be used to, quote, track people and reveal private health care information. Opponents also said it would allow the, country, the county to favor residents who choose to get vaccinated. County officials have repeatedly said that these claims are not true. Uh, I call bull. I'm seeing that they're offering free, free Uber rides. Uh, free bus rides, free train rides. They're trying to make it trendy to where if you get your shot, like the CDC or like the White House coordinator said, we'll give you more privileges. You'll get your free Dunkin' Donuts. Here's that protest that took place in Orange County over opposition to the COVID vaccine passport. It was against black people. Today, everyone is against the unvaccinated. Beyond the Nazis, worse than the Nazis. This needs to end right here, right now, today. Outrage in Orange County as a huge crowd shows up to fight plans for a voluntary vaccine passport. 
Good evening, everyone. I'm Pat Harvey. And I'm Juan Fernandez. Jeff Vaughn is off tonight. Well, they came by the hundreds to kill a proposal for a digital passport to confirm COVID vaccinations. That's right, Juan. They linked it to communist China, Nazi Germany, as you heard there, and the mark of the beast from the Bible. Seems to county reporter Michelle G is live in Santa Ana with a protest and what that board of supervisors ended up deciding. Michelle? You guys, this was more like a political rally. It really was a raucous group. Now, what the discussion is about is whether people could show proof on their phones that they'd been vaccinated. It was a, it's a QR code that could be used, for example, when someone travels or goes to a concert. This is an option for those people who have been vaccinated. The subject today brought out hundreds of people who are against vaccines. Hundreds of people from across the state rallied outside of the Orange County Supervisor's boardroom in Santa Ana. The message was anti-vaccine and a resounding no to the launch of a digital vaccination record better known as a vaccine passport. With vaccine passports, non-vaccinated people will have great difficulty buying essentials for life like food and clothing, never mind living a normal, regular American life. You need to step up and do the right thing. These vaccine passports are BS. Do not make Orange County into the People's Republic of China or Nazi Germany. How can you protect the privacy of your people in Orange County if you make public their health records? By mid-morning, nearly 800 people had submitted their names to speak. A large contingent drawn to the meeting by a press release came from outside of Orange County and included well-known anti-mask activists and COVID deniers. Day one, masks are coming off. Let's get rid of the vaccine. Let's take over our schools again. They brought signs, flags, and loudspeakers. Officials say misinformation about the vaccine no. passport is being spread no. by the crowd. No vaccine. No vax pass. We're in a digital world and people trying to argue that somehow this is going to invade their privacy. Get off Facebook, get off Twitter, stop using technology if that's your concern. We are now just giving an option that's a convenient digital option. If you don't wanna do it, don't do it. But four supervisors voted to pass any implementation of a digital record and stick with the white vaccine card. Vaccinating more people should be our goal. And anything that's going to make people uh, more reluctant to do so uh, hurts the cause for all of us, right? Because we want to build up the herd immunity as soon as possible. Now, the issue of whether a digital record will be an option for Orange County residents could come up at a later date. That's the latest live in Santa Ana. I'm Michelle Geely. Back to you. Thanks, Michelle. We need more of that. We need more of that type of pushback. Over 800 people showing up to try to speak at an event to tell these people, hey, we're watching you. Do not do this. We need more of that energy. I just got to clarify real quick what Michelle said. Kind of snuck that in right there. She said, oh, all these people are against vaccines. I don't think that's the case. They're against mandatory vaccines, not vaccines or science. They're against the mandating of vaccination passports, the mandating of vaccines. And everything that comes with that. They're not against vaccines themselves, nor are they against science. COVID deniers, like they like to, COVID deniers, like they like to say. They're against the mandated, the 
authoritarian governmental rule behind this. I think it's important to make that distinction because it's, it, it is important. So it's good that we're seeing pushback. It's good that people are getting upset because it is necessary. You see, you've got them literally trying to figure out how do we socially engineer people? How do we get them to, to, to take our shot? How do we get them to get this jab up in their arm? We need more experiments. We need, we need more studies. We need to reach herd immunity. We need more bodies to experiment upon. I mean, check this out right here. Even, even McDonald's is getting in. McDonald's and Uber are going to help with White House encur- going to help the White House encourage vaccine hesitant Americans. This comes from Nima Harris over there at Newsplus. They put this up May twelfth. Says McDonald's and Uber are helping to encourage vaccine resistant or vaccine hesitant Americans with messages on coffee cups and free rides to vaccine centers. Oh shucks! It says the burger chain has announced that it is partnering with the White House to promote vaccination information on its coffee cups separately. Joe Biden has announced a program with Lyft and Uber, which will offer free rides to anyone going to a vaccination site to get their jab. More of that surveillance. Like, that's not a good thing. He's like, hey, if you just document your ride with Lyft and Uber to a vaccination center, we'll give it to you for free. You see how that works? If we can surveil you going to and from your vaccination site, that's great. You see the, 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 the level of micromanaging that they're trying to get down to because we didn't report on it when a lot of this stuff came out a couple weeks ago. Uh, accidents were taking place. Like, what the, hell's, what the heck's a vaccident? A vaccident was somebody having an adverse vaccine reaction in a car on their way home. Cars are crashing. You got people dying, not of the vaccine, but of the, the, the severe adverse vaccine reaction that happened while in the car. Uh, people losing control of the cars, crazy stuff like this is taking place because of the seizures, the heart attacks, the fainting, all this, all this stuff. And so, of course, Uber would get in. Heck yeah, they're going to help. That way, the, the 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 driver can't really report on it. He can't really say anything. He's bound by his company obligations to just shut up and deliver the individual. Let me get back into this article. This comes from the Guardian, starting in July. U.S. customers will see redesigned McCafe cups and delivery box seals featuring an upbeat message of, quote, we can do this, a slogan created by the U.S. Department of Health. McDonald's also said it will unveil a billboard in New York's Times Square this month displaying vaccine information. Uh, dude, think about this. You're for, we are for real asking McDonald's. McDonald's to get involved in the vaccine push? My gosh, dude. Did none of you did, did did none of them ever watch Supersize Me? You're having a pharmaceutical company. You, oh my god. You're having you're having McDonald's team up to push health. You cannot inject health, bro. And listening to McDonald's like they are just I'm sorry. I'm I'm tr- I'm trying to speak like logic and reason. But I can't even come up with like a joke to 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 explain this. And and the slogan too. I just think of like Obama's. Yes, we can. With with this as well. So it's just this is too much. Let me read this so I can continue on. It says Xavier Becerra, the health secretary, said in a statement, the public-private partnership quote will help more people make informed decisions about their health and learn about the steps they can take to protect themselves and their communities. 
as part of Biden's goal to get 70% of the U.S. adult population vaccinated with, a, with at least one shot by the 4th of July, the ride-sharing giants Uber and Lyft will promote rides to and from tens of thousands of vaccination sites through their apps, the White House said. Quote, people will be able to simply select a vaccination site near them, follow simple directions to redeem their ride, and then get a ride to take them to and from a nearby vaccination site free of charge. The vaccine promotion scheme is expected to start in about two weeks and last until the 4th of July holiday. <laughs> oh, man. How crazy is that? So you're getting free donuts. You know, you're getting free rides, man. You're getting it. It's, it this is the cat's meow. You know, now that McDonald's is on board, I think I've been thinking about this vaccine thing the whole wrong way. Shucks. Maybe I can get myself a Big Mac or right after. Let me pull up for you guys real quick a clip that we put in our Telegram earlier this week of a woman at a vaccination site that literally passes out moments after receiving her, her jab. I kid you not. So the, the, the lady who's filming, she's in her own zone. She's recording her own, her own video. But audio listeners, you guys can't see this. But in the background, what you'll see is somebody swaying briefly only for them to pass out. I kid you not. And this, is the, this isn't somebody in their car at a drive through vaccination site. This is somebody at a vaccination site sitting down after receiving the first jab, and they just pass out. Um, let's, let's watch, and then we'll continue. Up and there she goes. She's falling. So people run up. Looks like she's convulsing a little bit. And they know what that is. They know full well what that is. You got you got military members standing around observing her. I'll play that one more time and I'll describe it. So this lady's filming herself. She's talking. I'm not quite sure what she's saying. Uh, but in the background, you've got everybody kind of just sitting there on their phones waiting. Lady passes out. Boom. Hits the ground like a ton of bricks, man. Uh, individuals run up to her. You, you don't really see people touch her. That's the other thing. Uh, but you see them get the white coats. You see them call people over. They know what this is. Uh, they've got them all, again, practicing the six feet social distancing guideline as well. They know what this was. This was the vaccine. Um, and that's why they're keeping a lot of these people in these vaccination sites, too, so they can see what these adverse reactions look like. How do we respond to this? Right. I remember a couple of years ago when we had people on talking about vaccines, they would like we, we, we had people talking about like we had doctors on talking about how they didn't want people to take Tylenol or Advil post getting like a vaccine because it would thin the blood and how that would cause all kinds of problems. And that was just a couple years ago. Again, God knows, God only knows what's in these vaccines these days and what's causing people to immediately pass out. Like just the other week, I played for you guys a clip of a man having a seizure in a drive-through vaccination site. And so, of course, Uber and Lyft and McDonald's would get on, would get on board to help commercialize this. This is very dangerous. And now you have Pfizer and 
you have Pfizer expanding their C-19 shot to children as young as 12. This is another one that comes from the Epoch Times. They put this up May 10th. And would you look at that? <laughs> Apparently, I can continue to read for free. <laughs> Heck yeah. Uh, it says, U.S. regulations on Monday expanded the use of Pfizer's COVID-19 vaccine to children as young as 12. Shots could begin as soon as the Federal Vaccine Advisory Committee issues recommendations for using the two-dose vaccine in 12- to 15-year-olds. An announcement is expected Wednesday. Most C-19 vaccines worldwide have been authorized for adults. Pfizer's vaccine is being used in multiple countries for teens as young as 16. And Canada recently began to first became the first to expand the use to 12 and up. The Food and Drug Administration declared that Pfizer's vaccine is safe and offers strong protection for younger teens based on the testing of more than 2,000 U.S. volunteers ages 12 to 15. The study found no cases of COVID-19 among fully vaccinated adolescents compared to 18 among children given dummy shots. Maybe that's what the pharmacist had. Maybe she had one of those Janssen uh, J&J dummy shots. Right. One of the placebo shots because they're out there. I heard people say this just the other week that a lot of the adverse reactions that are taking place are, are, are because of anxiety. Anxiety and stress doesn't cause blood clots. You're not like, oh, crap, I'm having a, a, a blood clot attack. Give me a break. Researchers also found that children developed higher levels of virus fighting antibodies than earlier studies measured in young adults. The younger teens received the same vaccine dosage as adults and had the same side effects mostly sore arms and flu-like fever, chills, or aches that signal a revved-up immune system, especially after the second dose. Pfizer's testing in adolescents, quote, meets our rigorous standards, the FDA vaccine chief, Dr. Peter Marks, said. Pfizer and its German partner, BioNTech, recently requested similar authorization in the European Union with other countries to follow. Pfizer is not the only company seeking to lower the age limit for its vaccine. Moderna recently pre said preliminary results from its studies in 12 to 17-year-olds show strong protection and no serious side effects. Another U.S. company, Novavax, has a C-19 vaccine in the late-stage development and just began a study in 12 to 17-year-olds. Now, keep that in mind. Blood clots, Bell's palsy, uh, decreased lung functionality, paralysis, you name it, man. And they're like, good, good, this is great, this is great. Let's see if we can try to get a couple more children in here because we need those statistics. We need those statistics. We need that information. We need that data. Who wants to be a guinea pig? You'll get free McDonald's. <laughs> You'll get a Dunkin' Donuts. This is so scary. You know, we had talked about it in the first segment how back in 2015 China had wargamed situations like what we're in now think about what this does man think about how this the uh, uh, think about how this breaks us down right not necessarily how it dehumanizes us but how it cripples us for the generations that come we were we, we it's crazy because a couple years ago we would talk about how in the future they expected one in three kids to be autistic and you thought, is this because of the fluoride in the water? Is this because of the chemtrails? Like, what type of catastrophic event could happen to where our gene pool would be polluted and distorted to that degree? Fast forward to where we're at now, you have things like this taking place. Public experimentation. God only knows what type of disabilities will come from this. 
that's what I'm, that's that's what I meant time and time again, where I'm like, heck, yeah, the vaccine's going to be free. But the treatments thereof after are not going to be. God only knows what type of disabilities are going to come from this. You're 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 you are modifying somebody's genes. That's why they're having immediate adverse reactions, man. And again, we talked about this just the other week. For every one person that reports it, think, let's just play conservatively. Ten people for every one person's not reporting it. You know there's more people past ten, but only one person knows about the VAERS system, the Vaccine Adverse Event Reaction System, or a reporting system where they can report that type of stuff. So expanding this to children as young as 12, my God, dude. That's border, to me, I'd say that's borderline child abuse, especially right now. We do not have any animal trials. We do not have any, any tests explaining this. Let me play for you guys real quick a clip of a of of of, of a Fox of a former health advisor, Dr. Paul Alexander, saying, "Don't give these COVID shots to children. Don't do it because they don't want to experiment." on these kids or at least they're trying to say hey if you see all this going down and you decide to do it anyway it's 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 god help you let's play this and then we'll continue on so dr alex you recently published a piece saying that kids should absolutely not be vaccinated briefly why well laura thanks for having me I think this is an issue of uh, no liability equals to no trust. With this liability waiver on deck, look, the absolute risk reduction was 0.8% in the vaccine trial. If we if we risk stratify that to kids, that's about maybe 0.1%. I mean, the risk to kids of acquiring this is so low. The risk of them transmitting to other kids is infinitesimally small. The risk of them transmitting to adults taking it home is exceedingly rare. The risk of them getting severely ill, and the CDC knows this data. They have this data. The risk of death. You are, they, kids have a 1 in 50,000 chance of dying if they're COVID infected. So it's a very, very small risk. And again, the issue is, why would they be placing parents in this position to vaccinate these children with such risk when this is an experimental vaccine? It's highly untested as to safety, and they will not have the requisite time, the duration and the sample size to get the power to detect any meaningful differences. Mm -hmm. So I think they're absolutely wrong. Well, Dr. Fachi is very excited, Dr. Alexander, about kids getting vaccinated Mm -hmm. even down to infancy. Watch. You want to do what's called an age de-escalation. We now have it from 12 to 15. Then you work your way downward. From 12 to 9 years old, 9 to 6 years old, 6 to 2 years old, and then 6 months to 2 years old. Dr. Alexander, 12 to 15, that's going to be authorized next week. What's the risk of infants? Infants? The risk, the risk Laura, to infants is, we would like to say zero, but we will say almost zero for clearance. It is very, it's ex- exceedingly rare. And the reality about it is this becomes a risk management decision for parents, not just because Dr. Fauci says take it. Dr. Fauci has, I, I have respect for him in terms of his work in the profession, but Dr. Fauci has said many things before that he has reversed and flip-flopped on. And in this case, he makes absolutely no sense to me and to many scientists. 
the risk to children is so small that there's no reason to put our children in harm's way at this point. Not with these untested vaccines and with a size of 3,000 that I've seen the protocol proposed so far, there's no way that they can derive meaningful results and safety data for parents. This is reckless. How reckless. long would a normal vaccine trial, again, for, for people who are at minimal to infinitesimally small risk of any harm, or very small risk of infecting anyone also or passing the virus, especially with younger kids, what would the normal process be like? for real, full FDA approval? Well, Laura, remember, these vaccines are on emergency use authorization, so they're investigational, they're experimental use. Normal vaccine from inception, from the thought process, all the way to bringing it to market, to putting it in arms, could generally take 8 to 10 to 12 years. So in this case, they're going to try and rush through vaccines in a matter of months. And the key for parents to understand is this. These will not provide you the type of safety data to give you the level of confidence to put these vaccines in your children's arms. Because we are talking about children have 70 to 80 years more life to live. They could be devastated by these vaccines if something yeah. goes wrong. And again, the issue is the liability waiver. Tell like Dr. Fauci and CDC to put the liability waiver on the table for children. For children, put it there for parents. Remove the liability waiver and let's go forward. Only then we should discuss vaccinating mm. our children because there's no risk. Suddenly they wouldn't rushing to do the vaccines of children if the, if the pharma companies could get sued. That is a great idea. Uh, Dr. Alexander, thank, thank you. Thank you, Dr. Alexander. Thank you, because I would definitely have to agree. This is, uh, this is, this is insane. But uh, definitely a couple of things that I agree with with what Dr. Alexander said, um, because it's insane, man. We really should not be giving these kids these shots. Like, and the fact that we can't sue these people too, whenever some adverse stuff does take place, is even more of a red flag. And the fact that, again, you've got so many companies lining up to get behind this, it is just dangerous, man. It, it, it legitimately is. This next clip I'm going to play for you guys is of a 17-year-old healthy American ba uh, basketball player developing three blood clots in his brain after receiving a C-19 vaccine. So that's what I'm saying. This whole segment is called Jab Journals because we're just, I'm not really saying anything if you haven't noticed. I'm literally just playing clip after clip after clip and then reading articles of adverse reactions and more. They're killing us. And they're hoping to God that we don't notice. But because people are so hell-bent on bending the knee to capitulate to society and virtue signal that they're literally offering up their kids on the altar of, 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 of social justice, I'm not quite sure, man. I'm not sure what you would say about any of this. Uh, but here's this quick clip, and then I'm going to close out this segment, unfortunately, with a very disturbing video uh, to follow up. But here is this quick clip of the 17-year-old healthy American basketball player, a kid, man, developing three blood clots after getting this vaccine. It's a darn shame. Hospitalized with blood clots, and tonight we are hearing from his mother. She spoke with ABC 4's Nick McGurk, who joins us live just outside of uh, Corner Canyon High School. Nick, what did she have to say? She says her son, Everest Romney, is six foot nine inches tall. He's a 17-year-old, as healthy as you could ever imagine. And at six foot nine, he plays basketball for Cornier Canyon High. 
the question is this. Someone that she says had no underlying health conditions, was extremely healthy, end up in the ICU with a number of blood clots in and around his brain. Everything we're about to tell you is based on what his mother told me over a Zoom call just minutes ago. Let's talk about the timeline here. On April 21st, 17-year-old Everest Romney got his vaccine shot. This was his first shot. The next day, he complained of a sore neck, had swelling in his neck. A few days later, Everest couldn't even move his neck because of the swelling without literally putting his hands on his cheeks or on his head to move his neck. Now, the pediatrician told Everest's mother that he thought it could be a pulled neck muscle from all the basketball that Everest plays. He plays a high-contact sport, and, you know, looking back, his mother acknowledges maybe this shot could have caused some kind of inflammation that was exacerbated by the competitive basketball that Everest plays. But let's get back to that timeline. At the time, his mother knew the swelling, those constant headaches, even a developing fever. They, it had to be something she knew. Uh, but the pediatrician prescribed antibiotics, she says, a neck brace for a possible pulled muscle. Meantime, Everest, he just kept playing basketball. And then the migraine started. His mother finally got him a CT scan. Then she got another one ordered on his head. And that is when doctors found out he had two blood clots inside his brain, another on the outside of his brain. The hardest thing was I let him get that shot. He was healthy and well before. And I was doing my best and I, I thought it was the right thing to do. And I don't want to discourage any parents from not doing that. No, I, but you, you question, you can't, you can't help but question it. It all goes wrong. His mother says they do need a miracle, and they're so absolutely grateful for the prayers, the fasting, the messages of love. It is really holding this family up right now. Everest is still in the hospital, no longer in the ICU. A lot to be determined here. She still has a lot of questions, but that is her story. That is her son's story. And she certainly wants parents to be educated about what is possible. We're not naming the vaccine right now. There's no proven link. But again, she wants parents to be their own advocates for their children. And she wants pediatricians to know this. These vaccines are new. You might see something you've never seen before. Listen to the parents and pay attention. That is her message. We're live in Draper. I'm Nick McGurk, ABC4. Thanks, Nick. That's unfortunate for that family that they had to go through something so traumatic. That's heart-wrenching to think about, man. Could you imagine just like, could, could you truly imagine having a healthy boy? He's probably got, probably had scouts looking out for him, man. Probably made varsity. And then, you know, he thinks, or you think, oh, well, this is nothing to worry about. So you say, hey, go get your shot. And then just like that, his whole basketball career is gone. And this is a, that's what I'm saying. This is a darn shame. That is a very, very sobering video because it, 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 it reminds you again, this is not a joke. This is not something that needs to be politicized. We're literally talking life and death at this point. And that's what they say. There are some fates worse than death. Like, a, like, like Dr. Alexander said in the clip before, these kids, they got about another good 60, 70, 80 years worth of their life left, and it's being robbed with this vaccine. Think about that. This ain't no conspiracy. This is reality. And that's what's so scary about this, man.
from bad batches to there's a there's an article in the in the news this week. A doctor gave a, a, a patient six times the normal dosage of of, of, of vaccines. This is incre- this is incredible. This is truly incredible. Again, the amount of information that's coming out, the studies like shucks. I literally haven't even gone to the most recent here. I think I'll do that instead. Let me go to. Yeah, I think I'll do that instead. Let me find real quick because we had a little pin in the Telegram chat of C-19 uh, news reactions and more that just keep trying to update it with with all the information that comes out. Let me read you guys real quick uh, a couple headlines surrounding just C-19 and more. It says that more than 100 patients die after taking the first or second shot of COVID-19 vaccines in an Indian hospital. A clip I'll play for you guys here shortly after is of bodies in the Ganges River. You've got the Western Australian government document that basically authorizes uh, the administration of poison. You've got more information that's being censored. There's been 19,916 eye disorders, including blindness, following the COVID-19 vaccine as well as dozens of Ontario nursing home deaths were from dehydration, neglect, and not COVID. Uh, there would have been more, but unfortunately, that was all that I was able to get to you guys this week. The information, again, that's coming out in, 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 in relation to this vaccine is, is, is it's, 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 this is all incredible, dude. I truly am sometimes at a loss for words of what to say with this, we are seeing such an organized and a methodical and borderline evil approach at eradicating humanity that this is devastating. Again, these kids have 50 to 80 years worth of their life left, and it's been taken in their prime because because of this. These kids want to get back to their life, and it's being stolen from them. Uh, let me play real quick a clip of these bodies being found in the Ganges River. Uh, These are, again, dead vaccine recipients. Uh, Just the other week, we played for you guys a video out there in India of a body falling out of a paramedic um, vehicle as they took a turn. And so this is just truly incredible uh, what's happening on a worldwide scale. But let's play this and then we'll we'll, we'll, we'll close out this segment. There's a warning. Viewers may find these images a little disturbing, so please be mindful of that. Now, visuals on your screen right now are of dead bodies floating in the Ganga River at the Ghats in Bihar's Baksar district. The local administration says that they are not from Bihar, but dead bodies thrown into the river from the neighboring state of Uttar Pradesh. These wishes were caught up as many of them are said to be those who've lost their lives due to COVID. See, this is a normal everyday phenomena now on the ghats of Baksar and adjoining uh, UP ghats. Uh, but uh, today, at least more than a hundred bodies were, you know, uh, seen in that more area. More than a hundred bodies. And it is very disturbing, even though the district administration, the local administration is claiming that most of the bodies are stolen, so it must be 
old four five days and it was thrown into the uh, river uh, ganga in the uh, adjoining or in the neighboring district of uh, uttar pradesh like varanasi or ilahabad because uh, these are floating bodies because these are flowing in the uh, river ganges so uh, you know it was from uh, up but what is really you know shocking is that whether it is from up or bihar it's the failure on the part of the state government to you know provide uh, a decent you know uh, last rites or decent you know cremation because even though they are claiming that the last rites or the cremation will be free of cost but it seems that uh, the family members are not finding any support from the district administration and they don't have any other option but to throw their near and dear ones bodies wow. in the uh, river and go back wow. home wow that is incredible that they're not even getting any any support from the administration nobody's wanting to deal with them that they're having to throw their bodies in the river there's a video floating around a couple of weeks ago of two brothers uh holding their 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 dead mother between the two of them uh trying to find basically like a place to bury her because the more uh, the, the morgue is full and the coroner's no help and it's just crazy to think about this because we're just hearing about this casually in the background you know 10,000 here are suffering this type of disease you know 5,000 here have died because of this you know and oh well don't worry this is happening over here and they're just they're killing us and that's why it's important that we look across the seas why we look across every piece of information that can be made available to us so we have a much more diverse picture than we're being told about that's what I'm saying. The vaccine is 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 the real the jab is the real poison, man. With a with a virus that has a ninety nine point nine percent survival rate, even with the variants, that's you, you can survive. But what people are putting in these chemical concoctions and then injecting inside of people, that's the real problem. That's the real poison. Maybe that's why they're asking McDonald's for assistance. This is incredible. So all I can say in this segment, ladies and gentlemen, is build up your immune system, right? Do not get this jab. Do not let these people uh, alter your genetics, modify your biology. Don't do that. Last year, we all became experts in immunology, uh, immunology, virology, and biology. We do not need to be becoming experts in pharmacology or any of the other stuff that genetics or any of the other things are trying to do to us. This is a very, very precarious and dangerous time in our history. And we just have to be very mindful of that moving forward. This is crazy. If we were to talk about anything else that we had talked about in this segment at any other point in time, it would be red alert, red alert, red alert. But because we are literally seeing a organized and systematic attack against humanity underneath the guise of, 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 of medical assistance, many people don't know what to say. Shucks, I'm at a loss for words half the time I'm reading the stuff. But that just shows you, again, the dangerous days that we've entered into. This is Jab Journal's Assault on Freedom is coming up next. We're going to take a quick break, and when we come back, we're going to be talking about how no one can be woke enough. Dave Chappelle and Joe Rogan ripped this new woke ideology that's coming through, as well as that article I was talking about about how social media these days is basically mind control 
as well as 120 generals in the U.S. saying that America won't survive Biden's assault on our Constitution. We've got to change. The assault on freedom is coming up next. Ladies and gentlemen, don't go anywhere. This is Freedom Faction over here on Factions of Freedom. And we'll be right back right after this. In a world where secret powers are at play, where nothing is as it seems, one brand of clothing gives Crusaders of Truth a voice. One brand in the fight against terror, deceit, and destruction. We are not merchants of fear. We are not a parody of free thinkers. It was almost like they ignored it because they wanted it to happen. I occasionally think how quickly our differences worldwide would vanish if we were facing an alien threat. This season, get ready to awaken the masses. Forget the politicians. Politicians are put there to give you the idea that you have freedom of choice. You don't. You have no choice. You have owners. They own you. Forbidden clothes. Because if you know, you know. what's going on around you. You are in a state of war and you have precious little time to save yourself. It's a slow process which we call active measures. The first stage being demoralization. It takes from 15 to 20 years to demoralize a nation. The next stage is destabilization. What matters is essentials. Economy, foreign relations, defense systems. The next stage is crisis with a violent change of power, structure and economy. Period of normalization. This is what will happen in the United States if you allow all the schmucks to put a big brother government in Washington, D.C. We will promise lots of things, never mind whether the promises are fulfilled or not. is ticking with every second the disaster is coming closer and closer the danger is real
welcome back. Final segment. Hope I didn't take up too much of your time. <laughs> yeah, man. You know. <laughs> there's a war coming. I don't know if it's this year. I don't know if it's next year. I don't know if it's a year after that. But there's a war coming. Yeah, that's usually how it works, too. That's what Fritz Springmeier was saying. I would really recommend you guys to listen to it. It's like bone-chilling how, like, accurate he is. This, 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 uh, as, as we are his future at that time period. 2016 is when they, when they did the interview. And he's like, yeah, you know, that's kind of how the whole thing works is uh, they crash the economy and then they put us into war to say, oh, well, we had to go to war because we were, you know, because our economy crashed. And I thoroughly feel like that's where we're heading right now is that they've already done. C-19 has definitely leveled a fair amount of the working force. It destroyed the economy. Uh, like I tell you, a fair amount of the people that I'm in contact with that know more about cryptos, stocks, options, and all this stuff, they're expecting June and July for there to be a massive economic collapse. We're already talking inflation. And so what what boosts the economy better than war? Especially here in America. That's our God. Yep, we no longer worship the Most High. Nope. Now we worship God, guns, oil, and drugs. Yep. And so what boosts the economy in times like what we're facing? A war. A war. But war with who? And that's the dangerous part. I think the war is going to be here at home if you want the truth. And so enjoy life while you can. Enjoy the peacetime while you can. Because we go through these cycles, even in, civ- in, in, in civilized society, it's about like every 80 years or so, we, we, we hit these like cycles. It's called the fourth turning. That's where we're at right now. And it's usually during these turning periods, these turning points in time, uh, where you do see massive population die-offs. A culling of the population, for sure. And then that's where the war comes in next. Okay, cool. Who survived the pandemic who survived the starvation right let's let's put them in a position uh that's even more dangerous because we need a much more we need a much lower more manageable population you see right now we threaten the controlling powers because there's way too many of us we could organize if we figured it out but they can't have that and so they have to curtail and 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 control the population that's all this is C-19 played a huge part of it. And now, I tell you, you're going to have a lot more people joining that whole anti-human, extinction rebellion, voluntary human, family reduction movement because of this. I've been saying it throughout the entirety of the pandemic. And so I'm not sure what that war will look like, man. The sad part is, is I think we're going to be fighting like a simultaneous civil war and a foreign war at the same time. And it's all going to be done like... To eradicate this notion of patriotism, of Americanism, of nationalism. These are old, archaic ideologies that they will besmirch, diminish, and discredit. 
they will use us as a launch pad for globalism. Crazy. Let me play for you guys real quick. Hey, another quick clip of, you know, just Nazis doing what Nazis do. If you guys have been paying attention to Pastor Arthur in Canada, he's basically been making every other Christian step up. Canadian Nazis just doing their jobs, arrest pastor in the middle of a street after a church service. So we've played the clips of Pastor Arthur uh, Pawlowski in Canada of Grace Life Street Church yelling at the Gestapo Nazis, telling them to get out. Right? We played that clip for you guys. They came back again. Another time, tried to serve him with a warrant, he shouted them down. So what did the cops do this time? What did the stormtroopers do this time? They waited until he was in a public area to detain him and then arrest him. They literally have this pastor. Thankfully, he's not on his knees because he's not messing up his suit. They drag him out of his car and arrest him in the middle of the street. Talk about public humiliation. But that's only in the eyes of the adversaries. To some people, this is a great victory. Let's play this and then we'll continue. This is Pastor Art Polowski. If you're watching this video, that means they have successfully arrested me and I am in jail. If you would like to support me, if you would like to support Rebel News and the legal team that is trying their best to get me out of this trouble, please go save Arthur. Please help, help me, help my family, help my wife and my children to get me out of this horrible, illegal situation please go to savearthur.com and get me out of this if you can he did get out of it hey everyone this is an emergency update a critical update we've just received confirmation that after leaving worship today pastor archer polowski was pulled over on his way home and arrested so i have to advise both you and uh mr polowski over there that you guys are both under arrest please if okay, you a pastor in Alberta for the second time has been arrested simply for preaching. This is absolutely unbelievable that this is taking place in Alberta and taking place in Calgary in this day and age. Illegal church worship services. Straight out of the communist playbook. This is the stuff you see in communist China. Now it's happened twice in Alberta. Look at this. They're arresting him like he's some dangerous threat. Like, like they got SWAT team there. For Rebel News, I'm Adam Sotos. Thanks, Adam. Hello friends, this is Pastor Art Polowski. If you're watching this video, that means they have successfully arrested me and I am in jail. If you would like to support me, if you would like to support Rebel News and the legal team that is trying their best to get me out of this trouble, please go to savearthur.com. Please donate, please help, help me, help my family, help my wife and my children to get me out of this 
horrible, illegal situation, please go to savearthur.com and get me out of this if you can. I am very grateful for every support that you're willing to give for every dollar that goes to the lawyers to get me out of this so I can go out there and be the light in these dark times. Thank you very much. Be blessed. Thank you, Arthur. He is actually out now uh, and he is fighting some of the charges. And that's awesome to me. And we need more of that type of leadership showing up. When I tell you that he's, he's forcing other Christians to step up by being arrested for his faith and simply trying to practice it, he's forcing the hand of the totalitarian government of China. He's forcing them to show up in forces. He's forcing them to come out and say, you know what? You're not allowed to do this. He's forcing them to, to expose their hand that this so-called altruistic big brother government that cares about your health doesn't really. What they care about is your capitulation and your compliance. SaveArthur.com and Mr. Pulaski is out of jail. No wonder he's been making waves, standing up for people. But again, like, like I said during the clip, this is, out, this is straight out of the communist playbook, that you shall have no other religion than a state. Just because, they don't des just because they don't describe themselves as communists or globalists, fascists, or any of this type of stuff, internationalists, however you want to look at it, doesn't mean that they don't carry on the same, like the same manner. Just because they don't have the banner doesn't mean they don't have the same manner. And I think that's where we get confused is with the labels and all this other nonsense. You see. But what is this really about? What are we really talking about at this at this point of the show? We're literally talking about how in this new world order, you cannot even have religion. You cannot worship God. You have got to worship these. The image of this beast, the image of this of the system. Again, you, can, you can't go to church, but you can go to the strip club. Can't go to school, but you can go to the smoke shop. Can't go, uh, can't go to track and field, but you can go to the big box stores. You see how this is all designed to, again, be an assault on your freedoms. And at the same time, belittle human behavior where they're turning us into automatons, slaves, Check this out right here. I'm hopefully going to be able to explain a little bit more on this thought process. Experts warn that smartphone apps will be used to shape worldviews through, quote, mind control. Through mind control. Social engineering, behavior modification, mind control, brainwashing, conditioning techniques, right? That's who's telling you to put your mask on. It's because people aren't seeing it on their smartphone that you don't have to do this. We're already mind controlled. We've already been brainwashed to a certain degree. A fair amount of the population has been indoctrinated. Let's read a little bit of this. It says some experts are warning that smartphone addictions are going to lead to future apps that can ultimately change our personalities and perform, quote, mind control. According to the report, therapists are warning that, quote, harmless looking apps could be used to subtly shape our worldviews and pose a larger threat than fake news on social media. Mark Verheimer says that the risk was, quote, huge as we began or as we become increasingly dependent on our phones, which many already see as a, quote, extension of ourselves. Also, the co-founder of Wrighton and Hove Psychotherapy said, quote, getting better sleep and more exercise may seem harmless 
if that is what an app is doing for us. But quote, but it may be that we increasingly hand over control of what we do and what we actually want to apps, making us feel more disconnected from ourselves and more dependent on this robotic parent. And unlike a real parent, apps do not intrinsically have our best interest at heart. This is where the risk of conflicting interests comes into the, comes into the picture and possibly the risk of some degree of mind control. These statements came after a three-month study on, fi- on 1,523 students found ad- uh, uh, 1,500 adults found our phones can change our personality traits. He goes on to warn that apps could be tracked could be used to track what we are watching on our phones and use the data to suggest quote newsworthy items for the user at certain times. They're talking about Google's selfish ledger and all the other coincidental things they have hooked up into your your your, your tracking device. Uh, it goes on to say that he further he went further and added that quote. So, with all this in mind, it does not seem to me to be a great leap to imagine a situation where a large corporation would use an app to create dependency on part of the app users their sleep habits, their exercise routine, their behavior traits, and then to exploit this for further financial gains. Indeed, this is how many marketing models work. But now consider a situation where an app has the backing of a certain political movement or even a foreign government. With enough update and user dependency, the app creators have enormous power to subtly start to influence and control the behavior of the app users, which, if large enough, can have a detrimental effect on our society. What's crazy is one of the co-founders of Fedbook, Sean Parker, talks about this, where he literally says Fedbook is ripping apart the fabric of society. They know full well what they're doing. And so I'm sure the authors of this study had other apps in mind, right? But the best example we could use right now is how Facebook, Instagram, Twitter, and YouTube are largely affecting society as a whole and how censorship has real-world applications as well. We have a digital personality. We have our whole lives out there on social media, right? But how does this affect our mind? I remember talking about it a couple years ago. There was a study from the University of Zurich that talks about how uh, being exposed to different situations, it, it restructures like your brain waves. Like you can literally restructure your brain your your, your brain. Uh, how your brain functions by the thoughts that you introduce into it. And so what I'm trying to say is we are being programmed to hate. We are being programmed to be malicious, to be spiteful, to be petty, uh, to be pessimistic, to not have an optimistic future, to not have a bright approach towards things. We are being literally brainwashed. Our thoughts are not our own. Literally just the other week we had read to you good people how in Chile... They are coming up with the concept of neuro rights, neuro rights, because the technology is becoming so pervasive, so invasive and so controlling and subtle and, 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 and influencing you that you may not know whose thoughts are whose. You may not be. These may not be your original thoughts. You might be being influenced and you don't even know it. And then we have to take it a step further. Look at things like Elon Musk's Neuralink. I bet you're going to want neural rights then. Cruising through the Internet's one thing, but having your body directly hooked up to this type of stuff is something else entirely. 
And oh, shucks, man. You already know by the time that happens, implantable technology, they'll for sure be brainwashing you and mind-controlling you remotely. But we're just talking about that beta phase, that proto phase that we're in right now, where looking at your phone, seeing orange man bad, literally triggers you. That's not a joke. That's us saying that to a degree, a fair amount of the population's willpower and mental reserves have, has, has been so uh, whittled down to nothing that they themselves are not themselves. This is why the mob mentality is fierce, like what we talked about at the start of the show with these mob riots. The flash mobs, the revolutionaries, all this stuff is because we don't have that, 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 that uh, patience, fuse. I'm not sure what word you would use uh, to describe it, but we don't have that mental capacity to slow ourselves down enough and remove ourselves from the situation. These days, we see something, we get upset, we get triggered, and we get all up in it. That is not something that happened in the past, but because we have had our, our, our attention span just belittled to a point to where we don't really have full thoughts, it's easier for us to get caught up in our emotions. This is a part of the brainwashing as well having us operate in our base mindset and our base level emotions. Let me get back into this article and reread this quick segment. It says, but now consider a situation where an app that has the backing of a certain political movement or even a foreign government with enough update and user dependency, the app creators have enough power, have enough, have enormous power to subtly start to influence and control the behavior of the app users, which if large enough, can have a detrimental effect on society. Think about what Antifa has done. Think about what Black Lives Matter has done. You could even say, think about what the Trump supporters have done, how they've been able to influence society. Is this not why so many people got on board with Twitter, right? Because Trump was on Twitter. You had Antifa that was able to skulk Trump supporters on Antifa, beginning to, to dox them and showing up at their houses. Social media has a real-world impact on how things are going down. Let me get back into this. It says, quote, Suddenly, our worldview is being shaped and also fed by set app. If you think this is unlikely, you simply need to consider how some of the mainstream media social, mainstream social media platforms operate by reinforcing what they see us consume in content and providing us with more and more of the same, putting us in those echo chambers, never letting us explore anything new constantly keeping us in that reverberating uh, feedback loop to where we never again experience different things, changing our brain structure. Quote, unlike social media platforms, apps and the way we are increasingly using them are more dangerous as they can often be intrinsically embedded in our lives and thus become an extension of ourselves, a sort of executive function outsourced. And if that outsourcing is done to a malignant force, then the risks could be huge. That's right. Experts are warning that smartphone apps will be used to shape worldviews through mind control. I wholeheartedly agree. This is the this is the scientific dictatorship. This is why you're seeing uh, what they call vaccine hesitancy, anti-masker behavior, right? COVID deniers and things like this. Who's telling them to say this stuff? Another thing to tell you is. Uh, Who's, it's like when I had asked that question last week, who's telling these people to go out there and go beat up these Asians? Who's telling people to do that? There must be some secret app that I don't know about or some, I don't know, some paid for app. I'm not quite sure. 
but that's for sure what's going on with technology, and that's how it's an assault on your freedom, your very existence. Why people are begin beginning to lose it because they don't know who they are. Without their gadgets, without their technology telling them who they are, the lack the the, the lack of self awareness is almost disturbing. And this is this is the depths that it goes, you see. Let me play for you guys real quick a clip of Joe Rogan and Dave Chappelle saying that no one can be woke enough. And they're right, because that's how cancel culture works. That's how appeasing uh, this new world order system works. No one can be woke enough. Let's listen. I think these, whether the people that are complaining that he's going to be alive, what's going on now is like they want someone to be 100% compliant to whatever ideology they're part of. The woke ideology. And any deviation of that is problematic. Whether it's because they think, like I saw an article that said Elon Musk donated $150 million to some charity and they called him a cheapskate. It's hilarious. How hilarious is that? Wait till you want a billionaire. Get ready for this cheapskate. (laughs) (laughs) No, my brother. But it's, it was such a, it was a, such a shitty article. It's just a poorly written knucklehead article. Uh, Yeah. It's again, like you say, no one can be woke enough. You know, I'm torn because I like a warrior for a good cause, but I'm really in the tactics. You're not going to nag people into behaving right in a way that's, you know, in fact, if, if you continue with this tone, even if you're right, you'll be very hard to hear. Yeah, I think so. And uh, it's just, I don't, I don't. There it is. There's those comedians again telling you how it works, you know, and they're right. You know, no one can be woke enough. Uh, But this is, again, what happens. Who's who is the figurehead behind this cancel culture movement? Who's creating and propagating this woke ideology? Right. Every day is something new. Every day. It's something different, something more disturbing, something that pushes the Overton window even farther. And it's like, who's promoting this is is what I'm trying to say is this is why you know it's like an anti-human thing it doesn't matter because it's not like a real ideology it's not something that that is that is set in stone it's not like the Ten Commandments it's not like the Constitution it's not like the Quran it's not like there's 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 no tenets behind this so-called woke ideology it's just whatever society says and then inverted but again who does that who, who, who normalizes eating Tide Pods? You know, just to touch back on uh, apps being used to shape the worldviews through mind control. Look at TikTok, dude. TikTok comes from China. Look at Reddit as well. Reddit got owned or bought, or bought out by China. We'll save the discussion for Disney, Fox, and Marvel for later uh, being bought out by China. But you get what I'm trying to tell you. No one's going to be woke enough because this is not something that is meant to be sustainable or even something that's meant to actually be real to a degree. This is why the whole stay woke phenomenon. And that's why I had called it years ago was something you needed to, a lot of people needed to stay away from. No one can ever be woke enough. And that's the problem. There's, there's a difference between truth facts and shucks, even staying woke on some other, on, on, on some real things. But what has happened now is the commercialization 
the mainstreaming of it and just everything else that comes with that. And so that's, again, another assault on your freedom because we're not even able to actually have legitimate conversations anymore. It's it's an assault against your First Amendment. You're not able to communicate actual and authentic viewpoints because it might be offensive to other people. Freedom, free, free expression is considered a microaggression, like like the promo says. So here we are in 2021 with a with, with, with a jab that's out there literally poisoning and to a degree killing people. And we can't even talk about it because, well, it may offend other people. This is how brainwashed we've become. So the comedians are correct. No one can be woke enough. And they will always ask that you either bend the knee or raise the fist for the new world order. And if you don't do it, well, then you're a part of the problem. And like I said to our exclusive members, I'll say this now to the public audience. It will be the deceivers that kill the believers. The believers in Christ will be killed by the deceivers, those that have been deceived by the devil. And it's this type of mindset that you see happening right now, this woke ideology this, this great inversion, this satanic unveiling that's taking place that's going to be one of the main purveyors of it. I kid you not. I kid you not. But speaking of kids, let me play for you guys this real quick clip of a Texas farm owner discovering five little girls dumped on her property with no mother or father or guardian accompanying them. This comes from a lady named Kate Coleman Hobbs. You, you imagine this? Could you imagine being out there on your farm, working, doing whatever it is you do? You see five kids out there near your corn, out there near your carrots, out there near whatever you've got. And then you're looking around your farm, your fields, your your acreage. You're wondering, where are the parents? People want to talk about being woke. What about kids in cages? What about situations like this? Let's listen. No mother, no mother, no father, no nothing. This is one of our uh, workers' wives right here taking care of this tiny one. No one with these children dumped out on the side of the river here on our farm. If this doesn't make you mad and want you to take it to the streets, I don't know what will. Where's Alexandria Ocasio-Cortez saying, oh, There's plenty of kids here. Why don't you just start adopting? Who dropped these kids off? Like, this this kid's got to be no more than this baby has to be no more than like two or three. You know, you've got like uh, at most maybe like a six or seven year old girl right here, and then that's probably like the ranges from two to eight, and they're just sitting here. God no, God only knows how they got there. Did they get dropped off? This is on the Texas bank of the Rio Grande, uh, uh, north of Eagle Pass in Texas. They filmed this uh, May 9th, 2021, and they just dropped these kids off here. So does anybody that is in this woke ideology, where you know, there's no one illegal on stolen land, where are these kids' parents? Why does this type of stuff keep happening? Who brought them here? This is crazy. People are wondering, why did you just show me a video of little immigrant girls after 
you know, talking about an assault on our First Amendment right and how nobody could be, you know, woke enough and we can't express ourselves. Why, why, would, why would you show me a video of, of, of little immigrant girls? You could say this is an assault on our freedom in one way, shape or form. Somebody's got to take care of these kids. Uh, but this was, if anything, to be a segue and a pivot from talking about this woke ideology and how they don't really believe the things they say. How it's just a it's 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 a blanket it's a blanket approach for them to undermine anything. Because again, you've got a situation right here where this farm owner is more upset than the actual parents of these child of of these children. Like I'm just I truly am baffled by what is happening, not only in this nation, but around the entire world right now. This is not a good thing. Look at this. Here's here's a, here's another one. This is what I wanted to pull out during the news blitz, uh, but in, and covering the destabilizing days. Uh, but look at this real quick. Here is an Antifa protester saying, "I can't wait until black people lynch white people." You got leftists screaming, "Death to America!" As this happens, so we've got jabs that are killing us, people that are pouring in, right? Uh, uh, apps that are brainwashing us. And you've got radicalized people out there in the streets basically begging for more accelerationist uh, behavior, more chaos, and more destabilization. until black folks start lynching white folks they got hate in their heart they got a lot of hate in their heart i wonder how they feel about those little brown those little baby girls man i I can only wonder man and you know i got i have to say this because i was talking about this just the other day we have a race war coming we actually we actually have we have this race war, a civil war, and then like a global war taking place, and they're all they all they all have their own issues. And it's just it's just crazy, man. What it's literally going crazy out there. And so you have people following the desires of their heart, and there will be justice that is done because no act goes unpunished. And people can't say and do these things uh, with impunity. Something will happen. To these type of people and more often than not there's a lot more of them than there are of us and I don't know man maybe you have to let these type of people burn out literally you know burn themselves with their seething hatred rage I'm not sure man but it's just it's just wild again uh, to see where things are going and how fast they're ratcheting up it really does make me just kind of step back and stare in awe so keep a firearm on you. That's all I can say. Keep a firearm on you. Get trained up. Uh, 
really try to limit your interactions with 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 a fair amount of people. This is a these are dangerous days. Speaking of dangerous days, check this out right here. 150,000 have signed a French letter warning of civil war and demanding an ant, a major anti-Islamist change to society. And we had covered this a couple weeks ago, how there were like retired generals that had signed a letter and then Macron came out and then punished those generals for coming out with the letter. They doubled down and got additional signatures and really made it a big deal saying, no, we need to really address this threat. And so to pivot from talking about Antifa trying to lynch white people, uh, little migrant girls out there on Texas farms, right? This is the destabilization that's coming. For, for, for France, it might be the Islamicists. For us, it's this leftist ideology, this woke ideology, right? Major societal changes that are taking place. Let me read this quick article. It comes from Alistair Riviere of the National Post. They put this up May 10th. It says, on April 21st, thousands of French servicemen and women, including some 20 retired generals, signed a letter warning political leaders that the country was heading for civil war as a result of the increasing threat of radical Islam. Now, after condemnations from France's political establishment, thousands more have signed a new, do- a new document doubling down. Government ministers condemned the original message, some likening it to a military pushed, pushed, pushed. Marine Le Pen, French President Emmanuel Macron's likely opponent in the 2022 presidential election, welcomed the letter and called on the generals to join her for a political solution to the, to the situation. Polls show that around 60% of the French people support the original letter's contents and message. France's Minister of Defense and the head of the French Army announced that they would sanction active-duty soldiers who signed on to the letter, which declared, quote, It is no longer time to procrastinate. Otherwise, tomorrow, civil war will put an end to this growing chaos. As a result, thousands of active-duty members of the French Armed Forces published another letter supporting their compatriots. More political fallout is to be expected as a result of this new publication. Then it has the transcript of the actual letter. Uh, You guys can go read it there if you'd like to. But with all this taking place, right, all these things happening in France, people awakening up to the immigration invasion, the mass migration, the multicultural agenda, the no borders, no walls, all, all, all that approach. You have an army chief of staff calling on the French military who warned of that civil war to resign. He said, hey, you need to resign. I deny them a right to make a political statement. It says the armed forces chief of staff in France has called on soldiers who wrote a letter warning President Macron of, brewing, of a brewing civil war to resign. So what you just heard right there, people waking up, trying to get their country organized, saying, hey, we need to deal with this threat. They're like, no, you don't. We need this threat. We need this weaponized third world population to override you. We're not going to listen to you or any of the grievances you have. No, no, no. If anything, your grievance is a part of the problem. This new population that's coming in, that's going to be subservient, that's not going to be militant, that's not going to have patriotism, any of that, we need more of them. We don't need these people who want to stand up for their land. Again, you have to understand the inverted mindset of these people. Let me read this quick article that comes from Paul Joseph Watson over there at Summit.News. They put this up May 13th. This is the letter, which was published last weekend, warned of the, quote, disintegration of France 
due to authorities having made, quote, concessions to Islamism in the far left's war on the nation state. It followed another letter that was signed by 20 former French generals, which struck a similar tone, cautioning that, anti, that the, quote, anti-racism movement is seeking to create a, quote, racial war by attacking symbols of French cultural cohesion and identity, including statues. Armed Forces Chief of Staff Francois Lecontraire has responded to the second letter by asserting that its authors should leave the military. Quote, the most reasonable thing is to certainly leave the army in order to be able to make one's ideas and convictions public in a perfectly free way, the general said in a letter. Arguing that soldiers are supposed to remain politically neutral and had no moral or legal right to intervene in the matter, Le Contraire called on the service members to, quote, demonstrate common sense and resign. Quote, I deny them all a right to make political statements by highlighting their rank, Le Contraire added. While Le Contraire stopped short of suggesting the soldiers should face punishment, socialist and likely French president candidate Jean-Luc Mélenchon vowed to, quote, purge the military of any dissenters. A poll conducted after the first letter was published found that the majority of French people agree with the soldiers that the country is headed for civil war. And is that not what we saw here in America as well? The ideological purity tests that are taking place within our government? This is globalism. And if you're not about it, you're probably a, 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 a dirty white supremacist that loves your nation. Don't you understand? It's not about that anymore. Your nation state is literally just a space for us to operate out of. That's how these globalists see it. That's not your, that's not your state. That's not your country. That's not your nation. That's a plot of land for us to operate out of. Army Chief of Staff calls on the French military who warned of the Civil War to resign. Don't tell the people about what's coming. Let us just voice this on them. Think about that. 150,000 people had signed that letter warning of that civil war that's coming. Over 150,000 see what's coming. But the chief of staff says you don't see anything. If anything, what you need to see is yourself outside the door. You're, we we want to fire you. And you think, shucks, that's pretty intense. How far off is France from a civil war with talk like that? Well, doesn't seem very far, does it? Again, importing waves of third world migrants, waves of people who have these anti-France or these anti-American values. They're trained to hate America, hate the West, hate white folks, hate all this stuff. So when they get here, they have almost like a warlike conviction to tear it down. And now, here in America, you have 120 generals saying that the U.S. will not survive Biden's assault on our Constitution. Then they quote, our nation is in deep peril. We are in a fight for our survival as a constitutional republic like no other time since our founding in 1776. This comes from Nima Harris over there at News Punch. They put this up May 12th. And you know why I'm reading this. You know why I'm reading this. Biden is here to collapse the economy and to bring us in to the new world order. That's why Klaus Schwab says uh, it's 2030. You'll own nothing, you'll want nothing, and you'll love it. We are seeing for sure 
some dangerous days in the twilight of this constitution of, of, of this constitutional republic. You're seeing them try to throw away the constitution. You're seeing again the smartphones, the technocracy usurp our natural rights. You are now given privileges because you got your vaccine. You have to understand the sophistication of our adversaries. Let's read a little bit of this. It says a letter signed by 120 retired military leaders has warned that the U.S. will not survive the attack on the Constitution being orchestrated by the President Joe Biden. Quote, our nation is in deep peril, says the letter, which was posted by the Federalist. Quote, we are in a fight for our survival as a constitutional republic like no other time since our founding in 1776. The conflict is between supporters of socialism and Marxism versus the supporters of constitutional freedom and liberty. Quote, the current administration has launched a full-blown assault on our constitutional rights in a dictatorial manner, bypassing Congress with more than 50 executive orders quickly signed, many reversing the previous administration's effective policies and regulations, the military leaders wrote. Quote, moreover, population control actions such as excessive lockdowns, schools, and business closures and most alarming, censorship of written and verbal expression are all direct assaults on our fundamental rights. I would have to agree because think about what they're saying and think about what we've already touched with Joe Biden, dodging, uh, uh, dodging questions from reporters, right? It came out just, just this week that the White House is going to begin editing clips of their own press conferences so the press can't even come in there and edit it down their way. The White House is going to produce a press conference. It's going to tell you what it the dictates, and you're going to have to just work with. This is what I'm trying to tell you. This is just one thing that's that, that that's crazy. We could talk forever about how that how that's an assault on our freedom how our, our First Amendment's being violated. We're not able to have uh, free expression or free discourse of what's going on. Secrecy is being enshrouded in our nation, and that's just one facet of it. This dude's a dictator. Make no mistake about it. He might not be like what you think a dictator looks like. He might not be Hitler, and he might not be doing any of the other crazy stuff you think, but the people behind Biden know full well what they're doing, and they are for sure upending the country right now. Let me get back into this. WorldNewsDaily.com reports that they pointed to the 2020 elections, however, as the most significant red flag. Quote, without fair and honest elections that accurately reflect the will of the people, our constitutional republic is lost. Election integrity demands ensuring that there is one legal vote cast and counted per citizen. Legal votes are identified by state legislators approved controls using government IDs, verified signatures, etc. Today, many are calling such Common sense controls racist in an attempt to avoid having fair and honest elections. Using racial terms to suppress proof of eligibility is itself a tyrannical intimidation tactic. And, I'm, and we see more of that. A tyrannical intimidation tactic. Oh, you racist. Oh, you bigot. Oh, you, you, uh, you Trump supporter. Oh, you conspiracy theorist. Oh, you anti-vaxxer. Oh, you anti-scientist or anti-science. That's a tyrannical intimidation tactic. Additionally, the rule of law must be enforced in our election processes to ensure integrity, they wrote. 
The FBI and the Supreme Court must act swiftly when election irregularities are surfaced and not ignore them, as was done in 2020. And they warned against the Democrats' openly proclaimed congressional agenda point of taking over all elections in the, na in the nation entirely, banning state security requirements and imposing hugely suspect proce uh, processes such as mail-in ballots for all and hired ballot counters who would take votes from individuals and then turn them in. The report said that the signatories included President Ronald Reagan's former National Security Advisor, John Poindexter, uh, President George W. Bush's former Deputy Undersecretary of Defense, William Gerald Boykin, and retired Army, Army Brigadier General Donald Boldick, who was now running for Senate in New Hampshire. The object to, quote, the litany of left-wing pursuits showcased in the first 100 days of the new administration led by President Joe Biden, who has redefined what it means to run a far-left presidency, the report said. They cited the Democrats' attack on elections, demands for open borders, unlimited censorship from Big Tep, the attempt to return to the Iran nuclear deal, the damage done to the nation's energy independence, and more. Quote, under a Democrat Congress and the current administration, our country has taken a hard left towards socialism and a Marxist form of tyrannical government, they charged. Biden, whose president's or whose president rests no more than some on uh, Biden, whose presidency rests on more than no, no more than 43,000 votes spread across the three battleground states where elections, election actions and results prompted calls for investigations into election fraud is working with the 50 50 Senate, an extremely narrow margin of a majority in the house, which may be why he's doing so much, so many actions by executive fiat. The letter asks Americans to toss out far-left politicians and instead choose candidates who value fiscal responsibility and individual rights over socialism. Over socialism. Fiscal responsibility and individual rights. That's too much wokeness. That's where we are. People don't want to have fiscal responsibility, nor do they want to have individual rights. You have to be held accountable for the actions of another. Truly, dangerous days on the horizons, my friend. Because you were, if you were to talk to anybody else, any sane or free-thinking people, they would tell you, yeah, no, these are, this is not good. <laughs> This is not good. This is not a good place for us to go. We should not do this. I mean, it's just, it's, I, I think it trips me out because what we're seeing is getting to a point now to where the military feels like they have to get involved. Yeah, normally they would take like a unbiased, neutral position with a lot of this stuff, but because they're reading the same things we're seeing and they have it, access to much more information and insight than we do, they know that they have to get involved and that if they don't do something, it's going to get a lot worse. Like I said, we're only a couple hundred days into Biden's administration, man. And look at this. He's getting generals to come out. People are pushing back. You could look at the like to dislike ratio on every single thing he does. You're trying to silence a fair amount of the population and then brainwash the other part. Yeah. We're seeing such an assault on our freedom that it doesn't make sense. And to a degree, it's making a lot of people's heads spin. 
this is such a crazy and chaotic time to be alive that all they can do to move forward is to continue the lie and make it bigger every single time. And that's why we have to call them out at every single chance we get. And it's not going to be easy. None of this is. But I would rather be hated for who I am than loved for who I'm not. I would rather be hated for telling the truth instead of being loved for lying to you guys. And so we have an obligation and a responsibility to stay on these people, to call them out. Because we don't see a narrative for people like us, for people that don't want to go along with this, that don't want to be enslaved, that don't want to be walked to the gallows. This is why we have to fight back in every way, shape, and form. They're trying to control us. They're trying to dehumanize us. They're trying to get us to hate ourselves above all else, and we can't give that to them. What you can do is give it over to God and find faith because that's what's going to get you through it. Not this politics, my friend. I'll say this and I'll close out this episode. I say it all the time. There is no political solution to a spiritual problem and vice versa. And my friends, we all need to do better. Ladies and gentlemen, this is Destabilized Days, Jab Journals, and Assault on Freedom. Ladies and gentlemen, that's all I really have for you guys and gals. I know, a very information-packed episode with a lot of stuff to try to digest. Be my guest. Take your time. But, however, ladies and gentlemen, that's all I really have for you guys and gals. If you have any questions, feel free to email me. I'll have it in the description bar below. And as always, guys and gals, stay vigilant. Expose lies and share truth. This is Noise Era. Freedom Faction. Out. Thank mm-hmm. you.